Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. I think it'd be a good idea to start a tiny wrestling promotion, Rich. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> thing is that we'd have to find like some hipster place to do it to have the right sort of crowd you know i really want the wrestlers to work the show to know it's a deliberate carny show that we will be gone before the end of the main event and not pay anyone yeah of course <laughs> i, I mean that- <laughs> yeah, exactly i want it to be a hundred percent up front that they know what they're getting they're getting an early 2000s indie show from the yeah. stewart center it's like if you go in that ring and put on anything above a two-star match you are never coming back <laughs> Yeah, I want the shittest of the shit wrestling and to film it and put it on YouTube. It'll be the best promotion ever. And I think, as you've alluded to before we press record, doing it into like a tiny room. No, no, better yet. Let's just pay 40 quid and wrestle in a travel lodge. (laughs) (laughs) One room with 50 people. And then that's how you can take it on tour. Because there's a we'll travel do- lodge everywhere. I was going to say, we'll do what we did on tour. We'll get one room, we'll send one person in, and then we'll all just sneak in through the window. <laughs> exactly. 100%. <laughs> oh, mate. Sounds outstanding. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and this is my good buddy, Tax Williams. Hello, hello. Ah, oh, it's been a while, and but, you know, it's... Wait, 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 wait. It's whoa, whoa. the WrestleMania Confabulation! It's, it's a new gimmick I'm trying every year, okay? <laughs> Just go with it. In fairness, I love it. I love our WrestleMania Confabulations. Hmm. What I also noticed at the bottom of my screen at the moment, because we're doing this remotely uh, this week due to, you know, careers, making yeah. real-life money, down at the bottom of Audacity, it's just, I've never noticed before, I said, this space remaining for recording, 360 hours and four minutes, which used to be the usual runtime of WrestleMania, so we should be alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you took like, you know, uh, Wrestle Kingdom and WrestleMania and put them together, they are about that long at the moment, you know. But it's been, been, it's been good. But I thought, and annoyingly, ChatGBT hasn't... Um, updated yet is that so, a new like <laughs> sexual orientation no no the, the, everyone's favorite little ai thing because i said originally tell me to you know to essentially sum up before we did it tell me the successes and failures of wrestlemania 29 but it Mate, only goes how, 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 how you guys take a step back here what are you talking about you don't know about chat gpt uh no i don't what is this oh rich is it an ai like generate story thing no it's an ai tells you lots of genuine a lot of the time, good shit. Just to throw okay. it out there, I've had a very busy day at work today and I needed to write a release note for something. So I was like, ah, write me this. And I did it. <laughs> However, I asked ChatGPT earlier and at the moment it only goes as far as um, uh, in history up to about sort of September 2021. So I wrote before we recorded, what is the greatest WrestleMania of all time? And it responded, as an AI language model, I do not have personal opinions or preferences yet before the robots take over. The That's greatest a, yes. WrestleMania <laughs> of all time is subjective and can vary depending on individual opinions of factors such as personal nostalgia, memorable moments, match quality, and historical significance. Different fans may have different opinions on the greatest WrestleMania they consider. However, some WrestleManias that are often mentioned as being the best in WWE history based on various criteria include number one, WrestleMania X7, brackets WrestleMania 17. 
held okay. the 1st of April 2001 in Houston, Texas. The event is often regarded as one of the best WrestleManias due to its stacked card, including an iconic match between Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and other memorable moments. Number two, WrestleMania three. And that's be, and it goes on to say, you know, it's because Hulk Hogan and Andre drew a record-breaking crowd of over 93,000 per WWE's figures and is often remembered one of the most significant moments in history. And then it goes on. WrestleMania 30 is ranked at number three for Debray winning the belt and mm-hmm. Lesnar beating Undertaker. It's ranked WrestleMania 19 as the fourth. So you can tell that the AI is not great. Okay. Yeah, sure. And then number five of them, it's, you know, it ranks WrestleMania 26. Featuring the emotional retirement between Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker, and rightly regarded as one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history, but twenty-five was better. About to say twenty-five isn't there? No, because no. that's the one with the better match. No, that's what I meant. Undertaker triple and um, Undertaker Shawn Michaels at twenty-five was better than twenty-six. But it says yeah. again, it's important to note the greatest WrestleMania may vary depending on individual preferences, opinions, and different fans may have their own different favorites based on personal criteria. What but- a little cuck. <laughs> <laughs> But genuinely, right? So the AI, that was one question, listed Hogan getting Hogan getting slammed. He got slammed loads. Mm. So did Bubba's wife. Um, Andre being slammed by Hogan. Yeah. It knows it as an iconic moment. Computers are scary when they make sure none of us have jobs. Mmm, AI. I think I could replace one of my colleagues with this. <laughs> well, again, I asked on the train yesterday to tell me about the World of Wrestling podcast, and it did... <laughs> oh wow okay nice it basically um, said um i'll see if i can find the was there anything more than just like it, it's a podcast by these two people or did it actually have like you know opinions or data or something about it it, it named us okay in it oh is it gonna let me scroll back where's it gone oh kayfabe or legit names um kayfabe so shoot okay names. so it's not that smart so fuck it i didn't know anything <laughs> i didn't say that technology don't don't take me over when the matrix happens i i, I <laughs> it's um this podcast is hosted by two individuals tax williams and, and fanboy rich who share their thoughts opinions and insights on the topics at hand wrestling podcasts may include um um where's it got to do the host of their own unique perspective, experiences, and backgrounds, which contribute to the overall content and style of the World of Wrestling podcast. <laughs> Wankers is what it's looking for there. Yeah, but I, I can, it cannot swear. But yeah, so... Um, okay. But the reason why I mentioned WrestleMania is because <coughs> up until the main event, as mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll, we'll flash around a bit in wrestling at the moment, bloody hell, WrestleMania Saturday is always better than WrestleMania Sunday, isn't it? <laughs> It does tend to be, yeah, sure. I mean, I will say both nights were really fucking good, apart from the finish of the main event, which really annoyed me. But, you know, I'm... um... But he hasn't had adversity, Rich. He needs (sighs) adversity. You know, tearing a peck, being given the Stardust gimmick, being Dusty's kid. No, no, there's not enough adversity. You've got to go through Lesnar now, which I think Mm. would be really funny if Lesnar squashed him at Backlash. (laughs) Yeah, the thing is that because I don't really watch Raw or SmackDown every week, I say really, I, because I never watch Raw or SmackDown every week, because <laughs> who gives a fuck, honestly? Like, I find those shows almost intolerable, specifically uh, the production, because it's all like, look at our LEDs, look at our LEDs. 
<laughs> and the commentary, which I find distasteful to say the least. Like, what's that Kevin Patrick guy? Is that his name? Kevin Patrick? Kevin Patrick, yep. Oh, I want to throw him through a fucking glass window. I want to Marty Ginetti that little bitch so hard. Like, I'm sure he's the loveliest bloke in the world, but that doesn't make him a good wrestling commentator. You know what I mean? It's a shame because was it um was it Jim I can, I can never remember his um his name was it Jim Smith I know he was the Derby County manager what's yeah, the name yeah. of the other chap who got binned off I'm sure it was Jim Smith yeah because he's yeah. an MMA guy Jim yeah. Smith I think and he, technically they call him Jimmy but yeah but he started to you know find his feet at least he had a sportscaster voice sometimes mm-hmm. I expect Kevin Patrick to suddenly turn around and go actually lads I'm not Irish just a fake accent <laughs> yeah sure i mean they had fucking mara Ronaldo just on contract sitting there every week and they couldn't keep it going just like uh, but like so i mean it's, it's it's oh god this is quite a statement for me i didn't think michael cole was that bad this weekend no he he was very good but i i just want to uh dream book something for you very quickly on the subject of mara Ronaldo. go for it AW are going to probably get Saturday night primetime TV. Imagine yeah. him and McGuinness together on comms again. Oh, I would the like collision. That. Be lovely, yeah. wouldn't it? That'd be very, very nice. And, and in fairness, since we last recorded, uh, you know, we should probably talk about two of the main things. AW Wembley Stadium. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Looking forward to that if we can get Absolutely. tickets. Going to get all the credit cards out for those ones, yeah? 100%. I've sold get- my remaining kidney. So I now have none. <laughs> Sold all the carrots from the garden. <laughs> all three of them. But, and also, in our archives, worldofwrestlingpodcast.com, if you ever listened to our prequel episode, you'd have heard me and Rich discussing that by WrestleMania 40... WWE would be sold. And granted, my gut feel was it be going to be sold to Disney. We predicted this timeline, and I'm pretty sure if we go back and listen to it, we said it would be announced after a WrestleMania. It wouldn't be mid-season. That would be the series finale. We go off the air, and then they're sold, which is essentially what happened. Nice, yeah. We, we know the fucking time. business, mate. Yeah, boy. <laughs> so, um... I look forward to the uh, the Ultimate Fighter WWE edition, so a better version of Tough Enough. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, it can't be any worse than AEW All Access. I haven't watched it. Obviously, you're talking to someone who watched a lot of Total Bellas and Total Divas. Of course, I've watched the All Access stuff. And do you know what really bothers me about it, other than the usual stuff of reality TV? Throughout it, everyone has kayfabe names... Other than Austin. Sorry, Adam Cole. About to say, yeah, wait, what? <laughs> Lost me there. Okay, right. So they, they, he's the only one they go, right. Austin, full surname, which I can't remember, aka Adam Cole. Everyone else is Sammy huh. Guevara, Tay Mello. Seems weird, especially with wrestling things, because Austin's so associated with one particular person and some dickhead on WWE TV regularly. But you know what I mean? It's like, when you say Austin wrestling, you know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. So, But I don't understand mm. why of all the people, I know they're following him with his return from concussion and that storyline, but it just seems yeah. a bit odd that everyone else has their worker names and he gets shoot name okay. and work name. So, so of all the things that could annoy you, this is the one thing that stood out to you. And now I want to delve into your psyche a little bit here, which might be a dangerous place to go, I'm granted. But like, why is that the thing that's got you? Because 
it's like, why does he get special billing? <laughs> he's Adam Cole, baby. But he's not in this. <laughs> exactly. So stupid. And they and they also covered the uh, in the last week's episode. They covered the backstage fight between Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston. Oh, nice. Okay. I mean, bit of shoot. Yeah, that was a shoot, right? Yeah. It's clearly been, the reconciliation's been done for TV because Sammy Guevara's like, but I want to win the world title. I can't have beef in on the locker room, so I've got to go and resolve this with Eddie Kingston. And Eddie Kingston's just sat there looking at his phone, clearly set up, and Mm. uh, goes, yeah, we're cool. I'll do my thing, you do your thing. We'd be professional. And that part, I believe, but it's like, Eddie Kingston, why are you in reality? Oh, massive check, a massive check. Well played, well done for everyone involved. I don't have to take a bump and I get paid loads of fucking money. Yeah, I take that every day. Yeah. So I'll continue to watch it because I'm a loser. You know, you ask me the list of really important, like, life-changing movies there are. And I'm like, nah, I'm watching Total Divas. (laughs) It's all good. So speaking of shows and such, what did you watch over WrestleMania weekend? Well, I I only watched Hall of Fame, Stand and Deliver, and all of Mania, because I was away um, at a Blood Bowl tournament. <laughs> okay, how was your Blood Bowl tournament? Was it good? Fucking incredible. Six games of Blood Bowl over two days at York University as part of the UK Team Championships that I was uh, nice. taking part of. I finished the highest ranked player in my team and fifth <gasps> overall from our club that went. You didn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't finish last. I wanted to finish in like the top 200. I finished 250. 51st i think out of oh. 344 so that's not hey, that's not bad that's all right that's with a, that's my um bit my record, average but okay <laughs> I, I went into the tournament with the view of if i can draw all six games i'll be oh, really the happy way. <laughs> exactly but i end up with um, one win three draws and two losses but my final game everyone was very nice until i got to my final opponent opponent and mm. I'm looking at it and like, mm, got to drive home from York. So that's a good like five hour drive home at the end of this. And he cheated, Rich. He cheated. Bah, One of his players bah. had the skill of wrestle with a white band to identify it was wrestle. Mm. Yeah, I'm the other end of the pitch about to score a touchdown. And his player then uses the wrestle skill, but it's a different player. While the other guy's the other end of the pitch. Like, oh no, no, the white band isn't for wrestle. You told me that the color of the first letter of the color is the first letter of the skill. So you've done white for wrestle. He's like, no, no, blue, blue for wrestle. Hmm. Disgusting and then, behavior. And he kept on making up loads of rules. So what I did, uh, I was one nil down at halftime. So I then killed a good number of his players in the first two turns and then went and stood at the touchline with the ball while running the clock down. He's like, are you not going to score? <laughs> nope. It's like, but, but if you score, you might win 2-1. It's like, yeah, but you're very good at Blood Bowl. So I'll play for the draw. It's a team tournament. I don't want to risk losing. But we really should just start a miniature wargaming podcast. It'll be so much better this well, wrestling no. shit. But it's, like, the, the way he acted, he was like, yeah, yeah, but it's a, we've got two and a half hours for the game. We've only been playing for an hour. I was like, yep. He said, but you can't stall. You've got to move something. So I took my hobgoblin near the end zone and I moved him one square <laughs> to the left. Went, That's my turn. What? Not stalling, just moved. Dice, Get a better position yeah, to defend the lead. Why can't you stall? Is that a rule? It's frowned upon, but I don't care. It's not a fucking rule, so you can do it. You're well, the guy had been cheating, and you're right. It's not. It's not a rule. There's a there's a stratagem that if you're stalling, your opponent can get the fans to throw a rock at you. But that wasn't a rule for this tournament. And mm. then it got to turn eight, and it was like, "What are you going to do? Oh, um, I'm going to score." 
And the game, I had an hour and a half left. And he was like, but that was my last game. I was like, yeah, I know. I don't like playing cheaters. So nice. one all, good game, you mate. Packed, showed him, dude. Packed, packed, my, packed my stuff up, went and had a nice little rest before the drive home with some of the other Blood Bowl people and had a lovely time. <laughs> Do you want to name him on the podcast? Really get in there, get your own back? Oh, no, because they, they've got um, like the National Association of Football, the NAF. You've got NAF right, coach yeah, names. Yeah. So I don't even know what his... Uh, his NAF name is... Okay, what what race is he playing as? He was playing Slan or Kislev. For... Oh, yeah, scumbag. Yeah. yeah You're going to play that. Just play Norse. Be a real man. You know, <laughs> play dwarfs at least. And I'd never played against before. And I was like, yeah, he was just jumping everywhere on a two plus. And he was like, my, well, the huh. chap who runs our league was like, only two of those players can do that. Was he doing it for everyone? Yeah. Yes. It was like, yeah, he, he was cheating. I was like, I Instantly know. It sounds like bullshit because I know what my team's capable of and they're better than them, I think. So it's like, I think my <laughs> team are ragged day. Like they're a high ranking team. You are. You're a tier one team, the Norse yeah. boys. I've been, I've been doing research because I've got a team now. Uh, but yeah, so if Kislev are doing all that shit, I'm like, wait, hang on. My team would get wanked by that lot if they could yeah. do that. And they definitely can't. So Jump over go. so you don't have to and ignore tackle zones and just run away on a two plus. No bullshit. Get the old foreigners <laughs> by the side of the pitch and surf the bastards. But you know what else surfed? Um, the 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 Mexican wave around the wonderful <laughs> stadium at WrestleMania 39. But yeah, that's all I watched. So standard deliver, Hall of Fame, Mania 39. I guess you probably watched quite a few other bits over the oh, weekend. Hold on, you at my throat laughing. Oh, ah, it's been a long day. I'm struggling. All right. So uh, what did I watch? Just look at my notes because I kind of forgot I watched so much shit. So I watched a kind of a bunch of indie stuff here and there, but nothing really like, you know, that I want to talk about necessarily. Uh, I watched ROH Supercard of Honor. That was fucking great fun. I watched NXT Stand and Deliver. Your money or your life. Sorry. <laughs> um, and I watched Mania Night 1 and Night 2. Uh, that's it, I think. There was loads on though, wasn't there? There was so much stuff going on from a wrestling fan standpoint. Uh And just, you know, let us know on our Facebook page, World of Wrestling Podcast, or on Twitter at World of Wrestling Pod, what you watched over that weekend, because we'd be interested to see if there's anything that we missed that we should definitely check out. And um, you'll also be all disappointed to hear that we're not covering Triple Mania 31, the 73rd installment of Triple Mania, um, because they now do it over three sections. They've realized there's money in it, so they now charge you 60 quid for all three triple manias throughout the year so you can pay in advance and save some money and also love conan to pieces but some of his booking choices recently have made it as i said i watched the world cup to watch our fans friends from indy and our friends from Qatari pro wrestling turn up but sure. i didn't watch um triple mania this weekend yeah straight up when he stops booking cunts we'll start watching his shows again um, he messaged me on twitter by the way <laughs> Or Conan? Yeah. So Saying what? being a little bit of a fanboy, um, mm. I sent him a message because after watching Hall of Fame, I just sent a message, you know, because we follow each other and occasionally there's cat gifts and stuff. I said, you know, congrats, yeah. you know, congratulations on um on your Hall of Fame in Dutch speed. It was genuinely like a, a highlight. And I said, Yeah, it was great. Well. That was the best thing about it. And his response back. Thanks, brother. Glad you enjoy it. Do you listen to my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Always with the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, um, yeah, I, uh, I do. You know, you know, I do. And again, thanks very Fucking much for recording uh, like the oh, fourth raw podcast. You know, like, you thank fair. you. Keep don't forget, fair, brother. Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah, thank you. And and uh, don't forget to spread the word to like-minded friends. Really, go and listen to Conan's podcast. And ignore the <laughs> Scott and Furlow. 
He's on the beginning of every single one of our pods. It's such a meme now that I just can't, I can't take it out. You know? Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, right. So, um, blah, 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 blah. so we can talk about these shows a bit and bobs and stuff like that. Uh, but I want to start by getting something off my chest that I've been thinking for a while now that I wanted to bring up. And I've never had the opportunity to do it because we're always talking about fucking Brett and Sean and stuff. But I want to talk about AEW's directing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hit me. So I loved with a big ed on the end of it <laughs> how AEW was put together when they started the company right they think about how well that cm punk debut for example was produced and direct and everything it was just magical like really great tv right i remember seeing the video afterwards of the direction of it as well they, they showed yeah. the the production in the truck of it yeah exactly incredible really really cool and whoever that director was seems to have something very special i seem to remember there was a thing that he was like you know tnt associate or xwwe or something like that uh, i can't remember but i think it was tony was talking about how they got these people or maybe it was like cody or someone but anyway so that guy was incredible i am utterly convinced that the standards have dropped uh in terms of particularly you think about like whenever there's like a really amazing moment happening on an AEW show, they always cut away from it <laughs> or miss it somehow. Or like and the Jay White debut. It's driving me insane. Like you've got this absolutely great thing that you've managed to nick Jay White from WWE, like on, right from under their noses, you know? And it's like, fuck's sake. <laughs> Sorry, I just need to mute my Discord. That's really annoying. Anyway, um... Oh, fuck it. I'll just leave it. Anyway, so yeah. So I, I just wanted to bring it up in that, like, I don't know what's happened, whether they've got a different director or whether, like, you know, they've just got a bit complacent or they've dropped their standards or there's some other thing going on. But, like, there's been so many occasions recently where something massive is happening and they cut away from, like, the finish of a match or something. Like, there was once when a match finished during the advert break. You're like, how can you do this? Like, it's so simple. So, yeah, anyway, I don't know if you've noticed this. I've noticed that they're missing a lot more, but when you were, when you were sort of expressing your point, and again, rightly so, all I thought of was... I wonder if you're going to reach out to TK like you did with Briley about the progress of oh, production. No. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was, um, <clears throat> I think I've told the story on the pod. Have I about my job and stuff? And yeah, but let, let, let's repeat it for new listeners. Uh, well, basically, I was having a bit of a negotiation, to be totally honest, about my job and where I was going to end up and all this sort of stuff. And you know, Ollie said the right number, and I stayed, which I'm very happy about because I love my job. But um, yeah, there was a couple of things out there and I definitely looked at WWE's and AEW's website to see what jobs were available. And like, yeah, if, if you're a good like graphic designer or something, there's some really good jobs in wrestling if you want to be in wrestling. Um, so, you know, I know we joke about it, but there's moments where I almost ended up working for AEW, but you would have to move to Tennessee to work for AEW. I love it which we've talked about previously, or you would have to move to Connecticut for WWE, which is less enticing. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but um, yeah. I want AEW directing to be better. <laughs> there you go. And, and it needs to be with mm. another two hours of television coming in with the rumored sort of AEW collision, two hours on a Saturday night, prime time, split the roster so people don't have to work with punk. And... It just seems like Brawl Out 
was a big turning point for that company because it seemed everything well actually no tell like Cody leaving was a massive turning point for that company it seemed that everything went to shit after Cody left I yeah. don't know if it's his relationship with production staff his connections with production staff but it just seemed to disappear now I know obviously TK's done some like some of the storylines at the moment the build up between the uh, Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite I like that story it's the wrestling itself better. Yeah. has been the wrestling itself has been good the storytelling mm-hmm. outside the main event is meh. i can't imagine you're going to have an mjf jungle boy sammy Guevara, and darby allen four-way main eventing a pay-per-view i think that will be the co-main underneath um blood and guts but yeah i th- and, and they need punk to spark a rating do you know what they do need they need to go back during the pandemic era, and let Miro just run through everyone. <laughs> I think that train has left the building at this point. Is that the phrase? That's left the station. There you go. I can't see Miro coming back to AWTV anytime soon. Which is a real shame. Yeah, there's something, but like, God, if they talk about real shame with pro wrestlers in AW, the list is very long and very detailed at this point. A quick one before, again, because, you know, this is a good thing about confabulation. We can do whatever yeah. we want. Keith Lee. Mm. Now, I like Keith Lee. I've never been like, oh my God, Keith Lee's the best. He's a fantastic big man wrestler. And the visual of him and Brock in that rumble in 2020 was really good, especially like Brock Lesnar, who's netically doesn't want the project. He went, whoa, big motherfucker. Big boy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll uh, do but- it in the calm and hands out to the side. Whoa, <laughs> 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 But it's so, yeah, I just, I, and again, as a man who is going very gray in my beard these days, mm. I sit there and go, is that a look? It looks like you're beating up Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, <laughs> Except I like I'd, it, man. I'm like, embrace it. Fuck it. Why not? But in fairness, I'd rather Keith Lee than Uncle Phil in the ring. And there's no denying he's, he's, he's talented, <laughs> but I just wonder from a... It's like when you see J.D. Drake, if you ever watch hmm. like Dark or Dark Elevation, it's like... Yeah, no, it's, yeah. What's he doing here? It's... Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I like anything different in wrestling, you know? Anything trying to be unique or different. So I don't know whether he's, like, going down this route, if he's going to be, the like, the older guy that still comes up with these victories, like the underdog somehow or some bullshit. I'm really Keith, Lee. Keith Lee. I'm 93 years old. <laughs> I'm co- me Yim's gonna walk me to the ring and I'm gonna do me some wrestling sure I hadn't really thought about it I remember seeing the grey hair coming through and thinking like oh that's cool that he's just going with it why not fuck it uh, uh, maybe looking for a different perspective of someone that's been gimmicked and been in the ring and such you know? yeah but I, again the work of Swerve Strickland just being a fucking dastardly heel he looks oh, like a so dastardly good, heel man. yeah and and not in the case that you go, oh, that's really cool. That just his mannerisms, actually, like you, you are a prick. I yeah, think I think you're a prick. Absolutely great at being a prick. So with this whole AW thing, like we, we should probably talk about stuff that actually happened on WrestleMania weekend at some point. But we don't have to. I don't care. Really. This is the biggest bullshit podcast we do every year. So there we go. It's the best. Um, <laughs> all right. So biggest waste of talent, AW. Name one name. You can only have one. Oh, I mean, I said the like, list is. Like, put it this way: biggest opportunity missed. Put it that way. Oh fuck me, Miro! You think it's Miro? I think you could have had an absolute monster 
monster monster heel out of Miro, yeah. who could then then you could finally have a, a hangman page to elevate up. I think that's it. I mean, it was a toss up between that or Tommy End. Yeah, yeah, sure. Ali Black or whatever. Malachi Black, yeah. Uh, for me, it's Hook. I just think that when he came in, there was pops, there was heat like I've never seen for a young guy in a long time. And he has such a unique style and a good look and everything. I remember that those little stories that started coming about, about him in the club with like strippers and shit as well. It's incredible. I'm like, there's a real gimmick there. And like, he was so fucking over, like the coolest theme song, a really cool attitude, the completely unique, like not seen anyone like that for a long time. It's kind of, it's a bits of Taz. You can see that there, that kind of quiet, like brooding character, but he's such like a hipster fucking cool kid. It's like, he can get away with it and it somehow works, you know, not just being a like cheesy, aggressive douchebag or something but like the biggest thing was again his his ability and style of wrestling and such i really think that you could have done something special with that but to now see where he's at like this half tag team with jungle boy and that uh, hooked on that fucking giant anchor that is the ftw belt this is dragging him down every week it's like fuck man like get him into the tnt title or something like anything rather than what he's doing right now and he had the tag with Danhausen as well, with the Danhausen wanted a friend. Yeah, that and was kind of entertaining, but like, yeah. And don't get me wrong, signing of Danhausen was a fantastic business decision because Danhausen sells so much merch. Yeah, for someone where who is he now? By the way, he's injured. Yeah, but he could still be on fucking TV cutting promos and being what? stupid. I don't know if he can fly at the moment. I oh, think that's okay. the problem. That explains that. Okay, fair enough. But but it's and and even then, like. Talking, you know, Miro for me, Ali Black could have been a really sort of top one. But then if you look to the women's division, like Jade Cargill, I know yeah. they're doing the, the slow burn. And like having finally some she's got something. Yeah, go on. Yeah, but but they're still, and rightly so, going to have her go over Ty Valkyrie. Oh, I don't they, know. Because I, I, I swapped the belt. I think she needs a loss so we can stop doing the undefeated thing and start doing Because I think more. Jamie Hayter's going to drop the belt and they'll do Jamie Hayter versus Jade at Wembley. Maybe. I, I Unless th- they're going to go with Jade versus Paige at Wembley. I was thinking um, um, Hayter versus uh, DMD. What's her fucking name? Britt Baker. Yeah, so Brit turns heel, joins the uh, other WWE girls with the L thing, you know, the NWO green thing. Yeah. NWO green and black, as I've been calling it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, I don't know if you saw this week, she was wearing green gear. Oh, interesting. Which made me be like, oh, are they going to pull this trigger right in time for Wembley? Because think about, that that could main event. It could really main event. Like, let's say you have FDR and, FTR and Punk versus Dilly. FDR. <laughs> FDR. <sorry>. What's FDR? <laughs> FDR's like, I think this is like the the the, the big FDR's. Uh, Roosevelt. Oh, Franklin D. Roosevelt. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, sorry. I just Googled it because I, I need some honest. <laughs> Do I check? What were you going to say? Like, so Punk and FTR against the elites. Yeah, sure. If if they'll allow type thing. Like, I'd honestly prefer it to be something sillier than that. But whatever. Let's say you have that kind of match. You don't Ooh. want that to really be the main event. I was going to say, six but, pan tag, you but know? we'll come back. To, we can come back to that because if I were TK, I wouldn't want the house. Because Wembley's going to do really well. 
Yeah. I wouldn't want it to be punk being able to say, well, it did well because I came back. They should book it without punk and because people will go. It's the highest rated wrestling show in the UK on ITV4 with 2.8 million viewers every week. <laughs> sure. My neighbor Bill watches it. So it's legit. Like, yeah. Exactly. So, but, but I said, like, it could main event. Like, Brit versus Jamie Hayter would be a solid main event. Mm. I think it's. Uh, I think the British card would be so generous with it as well. Like, it will be 100% behind Hater and 100% booing and cheering the shit out of uh, Britt Baker, you know? And it, and it would work. And, mm. you know, hometown girl, just 200 miles down the road in Southampton, Jamie Hater. Yep. Hometown, yeah, definitely. Uh, Jamie Hayter's <laughs> going to win whether she wants she to wants or not. She wants to or not. Hope To be honest, I don't, I don't really care, mate. We're going to have a lovely day out at Wembley when we get tickets yeah. for this. It's going to be... Think about how much fun that crowd's going to be. It's just going to be silly. The only thing I worry about from Wembley, train strikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're driving. Well, that's the best thing about Wembley Stadium. It's got that gigantic mm. car park. All aboard. And if not, we can get Braun Strowman and his choo-choo to help. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Okay, so quick notes from uh, Supercard of Honor, the ROH show. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to bring up about this was, <laughs> I don't know if you caught this. I don't know why people aren't making a bigger deal about it. The ROH pay-per-view was like three hours long, yeah? The last hour, I can't remember it was on a Friday night. <laughs> So the last hour was counter-programmed by AEW Rampage. <laughs> I'm just like, you fucking idiots. You're counter-programming your own fucking pay-per-view. Even TK doesn't watch Rampage. <laughs> I was sitting here watching the ROH show, looking at my Twitter going, why is Sammy Guevara being tweeted about by the AEW account? Aren't they aware there's an ROH pay-per-view on? And Sammy Guevara was legitimately wrestling on AEW Rampage at the same time as the main event for Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. Different brands, buddy. Different brands. Different promotions. Oh, they can. One of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Can you imagine Vince pulling that? I mean, guess WrestleMania. Yes. <laughs> We're going to counter-program it with SmackDown, you know? Because like, he's like, I've already got their pay-per-view money because they're already watching it. doesn't matter if I don't watch the last hour. I've got the money. I'm not paying by the hour. <laughs> I really want to run this past uh, Wicked. Are we calling Coach Wicked now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I don't know whether he's still Kayfabe or not. You know what I mean? Like, not, not that that's not his real name, obviously. <laughs> you have the gimmick, brother. <laughs> I want to run this past him and see what he thinks about the idea of counter-programming your own show with your less than average viewership Friday night TV show. Uh, as, as a, as a oh. sidebar to that, uh, I think it, yeah, it would have been last week. Um, mm. I went out for dinner with Will Power and Coach Wicked as we have awesome. what we like to call a pub club. Nice. Uh, thank you for the dinner, uh, Will Power. I'm looking forward to getting the next one. Went to a lovely pizzeria. Oh, delightful. Everyone loves a pizza, man. Nothing wrong with pizza. But yeah, so, oh. so, so yeah, Supercard of Honor, so right. programming in the main event, so, always helpful. Yeah, uh, Nigel, commentary, fucking brilliant, awesome, really happy to see him back. Genuine little bit of emotion there, because like he's been through so much shit. But did you see what Nigel was doing in his time off? He was doing uh, wrestling seminars. He was doing uh, webinars also, for commentary. He's a magician now. <laughs> I mean, why not? yeah if you look on his twitter he was like actually did like quite a reasonably big magic show and stuff and he's actually quite good apparently so there we go uh, uh so 
things I found interesting. I haven't got like, you know, my usual detailed interesting notes because I'm I'm just put myself over, I think, there. But you know what I mean? Uh, so just random stupid shit that came to my mind as I was watching it. Um, they've got Shakara footage in the Kingston Cordio video package, which I thought was interesting. I wonder if they bought the tape library. I was going to say, aren't we not allowed to mention that name? We're allowed to mention that name. We just can't mention the person who ran it. What? Quack. <laughs> Where? Where's the duck? <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, I, I loved the storytelling aspect of that, but I was like, oh, Shikara footage, you say? Interesting. And TK's um, going to buy it as the seventh brand of his. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ants will be brand. like, fucking hell yes, fire ants going to be back. <laughs> Uh, the righteous getting an anti-pop made me laugh, which is really, really funny. Uh, you know, a crowd come out and they come out and it's like, oh, look, it's the righteous. And the crowd like, what, who? Uh, the anti-pop is my new favorite gimmick. I want, like, you know, we're talking about our really bad wrestling promotion we want to make. Yeah, Travel Lodge Live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the first show. <laughs> Travel Lodge Live. No one will come because I have no fucking clue what it is. It'd the bed's the ring. Great. The bed's the ring. Got to <laughs> got to book a double room, brother. <coughs> oh fucking hell! Is there a uh, way we so, can book like a twin room and turn it into like a six-sided bed ring? <laughs> oh, the TNA variant of our thing. Hardcore shower fight. It sounds a bit sexual, but it doesn't need to be. It's all fully geared up. But yeah, they've got to fucking fight in the shower. A. The winner escapes the travel lodge bathroom. There's a speaking, gimmick match. Speaking of sexual, have you seen the Vikingo Commander match? Uh, I've seen highlights of it. It was all right, wasn't it? <laughs> Mate. Like, uh, I would encourage you to watch the whole thing because they spend the first, like, three, four minutes doing World of Sports spots. And I was so just good. like, what, what, what's happening? I expected them to start and just be doing ranas and arm drags and botching, you know, because, <laughs> yeah. Not, not these two. These two are something special. Like, we're all very aware, I think, now of who these people are. I mean, me and you have been saying for, what, five years? The Kingo needs to be main eventing across everywhere in the world? Yep, with his buddy Murder Clown to catch him. Oh, fucking A, man. That's a tag team that would tour the world <laughs> and be successful. Can you imagine? It's our version of Ricochet and Strowman, except good. Mm, Viking Clown. Viking Clown, yes! <laughs> That's the name of the second show. Travelers Live. It. Next one, Viking Clown. Viking where everyone clowns. has a drear. And then that's the faction war. It's Vikings yeah. versus clowns. And that's yeah. what it'll be in the Travel Lodge. You can only wrestle if you're a Viking or a clown. Yeah, you've got to get one of the other for it. <laughs> uh, seriously, though, like, Commando is incredible. But Vikingo, I, I think he might be the greatest high flyer of all time. I don't think that's a. Uh, I don't think that's an unfair statement. I no, think it's not some of the stuff he does is incredible. I like Commander, but he spends most of his time going. I'm a tightrope walker. Yeah, sure. Like he seems very, very uh, like. I mean, this goes for both of them. They're insane, like gymnasts as well as wrestlers, you know. But like Vikingo just has something about him, man. It's just something so. I don't know. It's like a spring to his step almost. It's just completely unique to how he wrestles. Something, something incredible about that. I need but to ask you one time, thing about him, though. Yeah, go on. Have you ever, outside of AAA, because he doesn't do it in AAA, have you ever seen the Kingo sell? Uh, I'm not sure he needs to. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. He, he doesn't at this stage. I think if he's going to be a main event player in 
like North American yeah, um, yeah. P- promotions he needs to to sell. I don't think that takes away from it because that's not what his matches are. They're not mm-hmm. emotional, like tug of the heartstrings, take you on the journey. You're watching it because it's a case of how the fuck has he done that? He's yeah. another magician, but of, of, of miracle physics of what he can do. Yeah. If Tony can get that contract, get him to put like pen to paper and have him in AEW, I said ROH then almost all day. He'll be be there, don't you worry. (laughs) (laughs) Separate brands, brother. Anyway, um, if you can get him there and and get him to sell, like just have him hang around people that know what the fuck they're talking about for a few months. Oh, the WWE locker room. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, essentially, yeah, sure. (laughs) Like I didn't say it, but you know what I mean? Um, you know, the better of the agent, just like have him just hang around with Sanjay Dutt for six months and have Sanjay go, have you just tried doing this? That's <laughs> really know? bad timing for me mishearing what you said, because I, I've realized you said have him hang out with the agents. And then you mentioned Sanjay Dutt. I thought you said something else. Oh, and then you said Sanjay Dutt's name. I was like, fucking hell. No, 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 no. I mean, it, it wouldn't do bad hanging out with that lot as well, you know? Like, <laughs> They're quite good. Anyway, uh, what the Rinky King boys? (laughs) (laughs) Tori, Tori, (laughs) Michael Knee, local racist, Michael Knee. All right, so with all the the fun stuff that ROH show show was, because it was really really cool. We can there's some awful stuff that happened, like the Dante Martin leg snapper thing. You see that? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, it was so horrible. Like that poor bugger. Like it wasn't that bad of a spot, to be totally honest. Him and his brother. I, if if yeah. Vince were in charge of me, like these guys are just injury prone. Yeah. I saw someone, I can't remember who it was. It was some cunt, probably like Disco Inferno or Bischoff or someone. Being or like, Tempest. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> um, being like, oh, that young man trying to do this dangerous spot has probably ruined his career or whatever. And I'm like, I don't think the spot was that bad. Like he landed pretty flush. Like he just, his leg went the wrong way. You know, shit happens. So did Sid. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. Um, but with all, with all that, the, the good stuff and the bad stuff that happened in that show, the only thing that pissed me off the most, and another reason I really want like Coach Wicked on this pod to talk about this stuff at times, the squeaky fucking ROH ring. <laughs> from episode 50, we know all about squeaky rings. Dude, like from the moment the fucking pre-show started, I'm hearing, and I'm like, oh, blowing up beach balls again. <laughs> Bloody hell. This is embarrassing, man. This is fucking Tony Khan's company. He's got billions and they can't afford a can of fucking WD-40. WD-40, I'm pretty sure he also wrestles in AAA. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Uh, speaking of awful, California. That's a shitty bunch of wankers, isn't they? <laughs> California. The OC. Yeah, California. I, I detest Californian crowds. I don't know why, man. They just don't seem, seem involved ever. Like WrestleMania is not too bad because you have all the tourists and everything else there, but like specifically Californian crowds. I don't know why, man. They just piss me off. Maybe it's because I'm a Boston fan, you know, like there's just that rivalry, but I, I think, what do you think? Um, they come across as quite self-indulgent. Yeah. I appreciate like UK crowds being like, ah, we're the best, um, but we are. But it's usually funny. Yeah. The Californian crowds are not funny. They're just like, we are awesome. And this sort of shit, you know, which I just detest. No. It, interesting location. But yeah. no, not for, not for a wrestling crowd, I don't think. 
Yeah. What do you think about Shibata being the ROH Pure Champion? I think they had to get it off um, Utah. Wheeler Utah if he's going to be the young boy of the Blackpool Combat Club. Because if you've noticed, uh, Claudio doesn't bring the belt to shows anymore. Mm. So I think they just needed to have that distinction. I think it's a, That's a good um, thing. That's a good thing. It has to be, right? Yeah. I think it's a TK passion project. It's a, because of his, yeah. his fandom. It's like, I need to get this guy in my promotion. So if I put the belt on him, I can definitely utilize him more. He wrestled three times in a week. Man. Like, that's incredible to think where he was and where he is now. Yeah. He shouldn't be able to do that. He's lucky. Yeah. Again. I'm glad he can. Your bum looks right three times in a week. Just yeah. take it it's easy. Like, those first few matches with people like Zach and stuff, and then with Utah as well, where the not, no shot ever goes near his head in any capacity. And then you see him like doing the uh, New Japan Strong stuff, like the American New Japan things. And like he's getting forearm in the face by his training. And you're like, guys, no, <laughs> please don't do that. I don't want to see that. Stop, please stop. But there'll be some but, good feuds. And yeah. it, it's the sort of thing that people will sign up for Ring of Honor pay-per-views to see what Shabbat can do and it'll be yeah you, you know it's a solid match whatever will happen on any of the cards like what a story as well to be able to tell in the ring yeah beautifully done it's just the same wheelie Utah was there yeah oh i don't mind him but yeah not the best thing i uh, think of the swings uh, i mind uh though the ugly new roh belts why why shitty plastic belts don't like them anyway you didn't watch the show so you don't i'm talking about no. you cool uh claudio kingston was fucking incredible uh kingston kicking out one of her victory roll finish was just like <laughs> oh i almost came uh let's let's just throw it out there I know everyone's aware kingston selling is maybe the best in wrestling right now i really really like his selling i i think it's a shame he will be utilize a ring of honor as a name to help it and to help those people rather than being a, a primary focus on aw yeah should be a champion as far as i'm concerned but i always I wonder what direction would have happened had the exploding ring match actually exploded <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely i mean even with that i like I, I think there's been moments where you could have strapped the belt to kingston and let him have like six or seven big pay-per-view main events as the champion with top guys and he would have made you four or five stars out of that he's that good yeah i i just i think they've missed the boat again yeah with him because so, so his injuries man like he can barely walk that dude like seriously he looks uncomfortable yeah, and teaming him up again, no issue with Ruby Soho at all, but teaming her with him and um Ortiz while Santana's uh MIA. Yeah, the whole thing's just a bit confusing. I yeah. don't know what's going on there. But as you say, anyway, the feedback for that match was good. So again, good super card of honor. Good I mean, what do you expect is a ring of honor show? The wrestling's gonna be good yeah um better than i thought it was going to be six person tag was really fun again the main event was absolutely incredible and the vikingo um uh commander match is probably my match of the weekend if i'm totally honest because i saw stuff that i'd never seen before which is very rare for me oh see I, I again i know i only watch sort of stuff from wwe but for me it was a triple threat gunter oh yeah drew and sheamus i don't disagree with you <laughs> it's pretty fucking incredible but yeah I, I think i've just seen that type of match and that type of storytelling before i've never seen anything like these two did but mm. here's what it is nxt stand and deliver your money or your life aka nxt the spots and botch edition 
NXT, bum rush your mother. <laughs> bum rush your mother. Uh, so Tyler Bate and Zach Gibson reduced to eight-person tag on the NXT pre-show. What? NXT UK's dead. Move on. <laughs> Painful. Uh, pretty deadly hosting. They're fucking hilarious. I love Perfect. them. Please push them to the moon. <laughs> Maybe and, the best thing on the show. <laughs> they're the best thing on the show. It's just a real shame that someone sits around going, oh, I trained them. Oh, I trained them. I'm a really good trainer. No, you're not, Sid. You're a cunt. Oh, is he? Okay. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, NXT main account. <laughs> so I've just put a written a statement here, which I'm just going to read out. NXT main card is the land of subpar mid carders doing sloppy multi person matches. Fun multi matches, though, but none yeah. of- the whole thing of this NXT uh, stand deliver. Enjoyable wrestling. I didn't uh-huh. mind it. There was nothing that I suddenly thought, oh, I'm, I'm really glad I got up early to watch this before. Sorry, you know, I got back to the hotel early and it was on real time, so it was nice. I ordered myself a pizza and watched some of it. Hmm. Um, oh, look, Johnny Gagano's here, also being irrelevant. Yay. Oh, yeah. you're, you're using your kid and your wife. Uh, but there's just there's just <laughs> yeah. nothing. There's no characters. How boring I, was that fucking match? Really boring. And that's the problem. A lot of people are like, oh, Carmelo Hayes is going to be good. You bury Dragon Lee on his debut just to get that moment of them beating FTR. Yeah, so I was going to say that up. they've got two guys in that roster that, that were in the main card that I would just push to the moon in Dragon Lee and Ilya Dragunov. And they just don't seem to know what to do with them. And it's really weird. Just like, how is that difficult to book? You have them win and beat the shit out of people. Like, it's really easy. It's, it's, it's incredible. But then... They're the only two. I know, had they not, had they called him, just kept him as Rex Steiner, I think yeah. the name would have carried more value rather than Braun Breaker on the main roster. And that's what they're waiting for, for storylines for, for him to come up. And I don't think it's helped with the accusations over the weekend of what his father had said to Giselle yeah. Shaw. I Didn't help things, did it? No, I think he's going to be off the main roster for a while just to let that, um, I say die down because that dis- does a disservice to it, but WWE won't want to risk any more kickback. It's not Bron's fault, Bron Breaker's fault that his father's um, very ignorant. Yeah, you can't judge the son by the mistakes of the father, you know? No, you certainly can't, because I'd never have a fucking job if they did that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I get it. Anyway, um, other notes I have. Uh, Mellow's hype man is awesome. Really love that. Oh, uh, Trick Lake- Williams. Yeah, doing the Lakers entrance, but being a heel in LA, a bit weird, but you know. Yeah, Trick Williams, excellent surname. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. That's all I, got for the R- I didn't really enjoy the NXT show, if I'm honest. I, lo- I really, really like the ROH one. It felt like a nice kind of like warm up to the weekend. And I'd watch a few other bits, like a bit of GCW and a few other indie stuff. So by the time I got to the NXT show, I was just like, I just don't care. You know, I really struggled with it. You messaged me and so like the women about killing themselves in the ladder match. Oh, dude. Some of the spots they fucked up was scary. It's worrying, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, I know on, things can happen in a ladder match, but yeah. it's... Why, why are they having a ladder match in the first place? Are they ready for that? I don't think they are. Well, you know, Roxana Perez um, got injured, so she might have had to drop the belt. And also, after Mako Satamora beat the shit out of her and led her to do this, like, collapse angle, hmm. Satamora should have just had the belt. Give the belt to Satamora, and it's yeah. everything is good in your division. It's like you booked a killer. Maybe put them over. You know? Actually... Don't take the belt off Mandy Rose because she's done some titty pictures. Yeah, <laughs> there is that as well. Yeah, to be fair. Oh, the irony of that whole situation was bonkers when they were during WWE's history, you know. 
Hello, Playboy cover girls. Hello, uh-huh. Playboy models. Yep. Oh, I, I was there in fucking when Jackie Gader, not Jackie Gader, what's the other Jackie called? Uh, J- Jackie Moore. Thank you very much. She had her top ripped off and her boobers were just like flying around. And I was like 13 or something. I <laughs> remember watching crowd. I remember watching that pay-per-view because it was a UK one, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And her boobies fell out and I remember watching it going, fucking best pay-per-view ever. <laughs> I was with my older sister who had taken us to the, like me and a couple of my friends to the wrestling. My sister went, oh no. <laughs> I tried to cover my eyes a little bit. But like, you know, it's good funny. <laughs> All right, WrestleMania, let's talk about it. Uh, did you have a lovely time uh, with the Inuit TurboTax things? F- I fucking hate my rivals. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> I'm furious because if we watch rugby or we watch anything else that you see some of our uh, competitors appear on there, hmm. not one in our competitors channel tournament went, Oh, have you seen what Intuit are doing at WrestleMania? I was fucking furious, mate. I was, <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I should have posted it going, Hey, what the hell are we doing with our marketing budget? Sponsoring the English women's football team? Doing good for the FA and grassroots football? No, Boo. sponsor the main event of Mania. <laughs> yeah, I want access to a box. Can we please sponsor WrestleMania? Wait a second, sorry. You, when you say access to a box, are you talking about Mania or are you talking about the England women's football Careful team? now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, TurboTax, that's you on a good day, isn't it? <laughs> that, that's me in the early 2000s when I had pace. <laughs> all weekend every time this turbo tax thing came up i was like yeah that's funny <laughs> i was um so, so i was in york in a hotel and i had mania in the background and i think I, like, I fell asleep through most of night one and i woke up just before the main and yeah. i just woke up to this advert for turbo tax like what this is the worst fucking trip dream i'm ever having <laughs> uh so staging for wrestlemania i quite liked it although there's one thing that bothered me about like the 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 steps up from the from the hollywood side of things it reminded me of pyramid from gladiators the big thing that they all fell down yeah sure i was thinking the triple a steps and hoping someone was going to fall down them i fucking love that stage yeah with jeff jarrett throwing nachos into the crowd (laughs) (laughs) i remember vividly very drunk jeff jarrett i think at the time now building up to mania everyone Mm. was like hyping going oh fantastic they're bringing back the movie parodies they've brought them all back they're incredible were they better than 21? Because I didn't think they were. Uh, I think they were comparable. Like I didn't like the Seth Rollins one because it made you aware who he was ripping off to do his new gimmick, which was a bit strange and a bit awkward. But there were some really fucking funny ones. Like The, the ones 40-year-old where, virgin one was good. Yeah, where he's getting his chest. <laughs> like you could see Drew and Sheamus actually popping. <laughs> and then uh, fucking Butch. What's Butch's actual name? Pete Dunn. Thank you. Sorry, but I hate calling him Butch. Uh, but it is catchy, I will say. Uh, anyways, Pete Dunn coming in and doing his line at the end. That sort of shout out there was very, very funny. Yeah, I enjoyed them. I didn't I didn't dislike them at all. I thought it was good. Yeah, I just, uh, the, the Cena voiceover of Rhea Ripley one, I was like, nah. yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, can we talk, I mean, maybe it's just a mention here. Chad Gable doing a chaos theory to Braun Strowman. Fucking loved it. Oh, I popped so fucking hard. Holy shit. Especially with uh, the association that I think uh, most people listening to this podcast will understand with the chaos theory. Absolutely loved it. Ode yeah. to Doug, how it should be. Absolutely. Braun doing the splash off the top as well. I fucking <laughs> laughed so hard. It was great. Ode to Motor Clown. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Logan Paul's zipline. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like if you're going to do it, you know 
Vikingo, Spidey Vikingo is Oh funny. my god, like because when when it was Arachno. Yeah, sure. he's stuck halfway down. Oh, super cringe. But uh I absolutely adored the whole KSI Logan Paul stuff. I thought it was really fucking funny. Like when he dragged the him in the in the prime bottle or whatever onto the desk and then landed on him. Ah oh, fucking that was so funny. I love so it. So I'm very old, but I understand Prime is an energy drink that is very expensive but hard to get. Technically not an energy drink, but there is now an energy drink variation. Yeah. It's like uh like a flavoured water, it's like Ribena. Oh right, so they've there's these two YouTube boys are now selling Ribena and it's yeah. the must-have drink in different flavors, I assume, based on the color of the bottle. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Sensible. I, don't, I don't buy into this shit. Um, uh, yeah, also shout out to Seth for wearing the pink double J gear. J double Z. Hall of Famer. Yeah, fucking A, man. Not Seth. Jeff Jarrett, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Seth's got a fucking long way to go to make it into the World of Wrestling Podcast Hall of Fame. Fucking A. Uh, my next comment, which is uh, a note which I have written here, is just simply Trish Stratus in it. Just doesn't age. It's just amazing. Like my childhood. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, let's move on. So, uh, what as, else? As, as a quick, like, as, as a side one from the Attitude Era, mm. how different do you think Trish's career would have been had she ended up being coerced to do Playboy? Because I don't think she would have been held in such high esteem had she done that. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know, really. I, I kind of wish she would have. But what, I mean, don't I get me wrong. <laughs> Teenager me really wishes she would have done. But I sure. just think if you look back at all the 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 females from WWE who did and posed for Playboy, they had their mania push to push their Playboy, and that was it. None of them, they occasionally come back for the Rumble. I mean, Maria does all right with the kingdom. And I've always liked Maria. She's incredibly talented as a like a character. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful lady. Fantastic sort of outlook. Yeah. Happy to call things out. But it's like outside of Mania, Christy Hemi, again, fantastic. Or if I were going to be talking, you know, Richie and Eddie from bottom. <laughs> sure. Or Lord Flashheart. Woof. Definitely. Woof. Smoke me a caper, I'll be back for breakfast. Different character, Amazing. but the same actor. You know what I'm talking about. But it's, um, um, yeah, I just think her career would have been so, would have been definitely restricted by yeah. um, Playboy. Yeah, one of the weird things about whenever they talk about Trish and Lita and stuff is they all talk about this forgotten main event. And like, who forgot that they had the first women's main event? Anyone? I was probably blind at that stage after like halfway through my seventh wank during that main event. <laughs> so I sure, forget it time, in a, sure. in a, in a, Blurry haze. So less about your WrestleMania weekend. Yay! <laughs> uh, so Ray wearing the Muta mask and doing the Eddie entrance was fucking awesome with Snoop and everything. Snoop's presence for the weekend was the optimum oh. level of celebrity. Oh, oh, okay, let's talk about it. So <laughs> Shane, oh, thank you for my coffee. Appreciate you. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, what to say? Snoop thinking on his feet after Shane fucking breaks his leg, botching. I uh, <laughs> it was magic. It was so I, good. It's one I of think, my favorite moment of the weekend. I think referee Jessica Carr gets a huge uh, nod for essentially passing on the message of fucking it him. Get in here, punch him, pin him. You know, yeah. But the fact he was like, do the people's he, elbow, do the people's elbow. It'd be funny. I I, that's definitely him thinking on his feet. Although the other thing is, 
Like, I'm thinking they must have had some of this planned because you wouldn't just have Snoop Dogg turn up and go, ah, I'm going to let Shane McMahon get the big pop. At the end of it, Shane would have won. Miz would have confronted Snoop. Snoop would have then popped him and then done the people's elbow. I think that's what happened. They just went for that finish there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I but think it doesn't it's matter. It my head works if he doesn't, perfectly. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I loved the fact when Shane went down, the Miz, normally a consummate professional, was like, fucking sell it, mate. Don't just sit there and go, are you right? Yeah, sure, sure. God, I felt a bit bad for Shane, you know? Like, I mean, should we at this point? Because No, I fucking so hate rematches wrestling. at WrestleMania. Don't do rematches <laughs> at WrestleMania. It's funny. Yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, th- this was a Triple H to Stephanie gift because they're like, you are never getting back in through these doors once Endeavor own us. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was one of those one and done type situations. And how gassed he was after back. doing the entrance ramp. Yeah. He was sweating his fucking little socks off, wasn't he? Thanks for the pop, guys. Means a lot. And it's I, like I, me, on, me on episode 50. <laughs> and at least he didn't bring his fucking idiot kids with him this time. <laughs> They're going to be running the company one day, mate. Careful. No, they're, no, they're not. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so let's talk about it. Dom and Ray. What a perfect match this was. For someone who this time last year, people have gone, Dom's going to be one of, if not the top heel in WWE. Everyone would have gone, fuck off, mate. No yeah. chance. I, I've never been happier seeing a man beat up his child in my life. <laughs> You should send me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> like Dom doing the full prisoner entrance and such. Like so it was good. so funny. <laughs> so perfect. And like, oh, the only thing that would have made it better is having Rhea there as well, because I think she might be my favorite thing in wrestling at the moment, you know. Um, I still think, I know Sammy and KO deserve to main event. Yeah. I think Charlotte and Rhea should have main evented. I think, yeah. especially if Rhea you're going to put Rhea it. over. Yeah, definitely. I, she's meant to be a heel, though. So, I mean, I can understand why they didn't do it, but eh, I think it's also a sorry to Sammy as well. Yeah. Sorry, we're going to have to take the belts off you for Night of Champions because we've changed that to be King of the Ring. Oops. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, State of Flair's entrance, by the way. A new music sucks. The Arsene Wenger jacket made of puffer bin bags. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I did pick up the Arsene Wenger jacket. <laughs> really strange. It's what was this about? Like a Charlotte fucking Flair. She's had like you know her father's ring robes turned into like female like amazing robes of her own and stuff. Like incredible gear over the years. I think about her entrances, especially at WrestleMania. It's like what the fuck were they thinking? Oh, I know what she was thinking. I ain't going over. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I I know we mentioned this on the last pod when we talked about Stevie Richards being the best male valet. <laughs> Bring back Andrade and make him be Charlotte's valet. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah as long as they come out in arson finger gear every time like i'm fine with it yeah <laughs> andrade always has full kit wanker like stevie richards was when being the ballet that's what i really want <laughs> do you know what i realized the other day i was wearing uh the black arsenal shirt which i know you're not uh i almost called you a gooner then Fuck is that up. the one with the gold trim on it it is yeah yeah, yeah. sure why do you have to bring up that bit of it? Oh, no, because I was just picturing the shirt for the purpose of the context okay. of the story. Yeah, It's a very, very cool looking shirt. Yeah, I'm biased, but yeah, whatever. But then I realized that I was wearing black Adidas shorts and I caught myself in the mirror and went, oh, no. <laughs> Poor kid wanker. Proud of you. You've made it. You've joined uh, literally the elite. 
Yeah, like thank God they weren't actual Arsenal ones or something because that would have been yeah very bad. But anyway, it? <laughs> I mean um, to be fair though, you know I know I know you're you know you are you successfully negotiated a pay rise to be able to buy a, a legitimate Arsenal shirt and shorts. You've got to be earning Ollie Davis gold level money <laughs> to be able to pull afford the shirt and the shorts for any football team. Have I told you the story about why I own two of them? Theft. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. So um, I uh, spent like three months going, why can't I buy the Arsenal black shirt? Like, this is the first season we've actually been decent. I will support this endeavor. Like, I hadn't bought a shirt for like 20 odd years because I wasn't happy with the state of things. But I'm like, finally, I'm happy with the state of things. Right, I'll buy a shirt. Awesome. There's a really cool black shirt. I'm a goth. I like black shit. Uh, so I buy, I try and buy the shirt. I can't, I can't, I can't. They're constantly out of stock. So eventually it comes in stock and I buy one. But I've also been talking to my Brazilian cousin, Danielle. Hello, mate. Not you'll ever listen to this because I don't think your English is good enough to know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> no, for the English people who listen to this. Sure. But he's a massive gooner. Like there's photos of us like when we're much, much younger, like 20 years ago, like family photos and things where he's wearing an Arsenal shirt. Like he's as he's much of a gooner as I am, if I'm honest maybe more so because he cares more it's like he has come to england just to go to arsenal games and stuff like that's a trip from brazil <laughs> that's a fucking long way just to come to a game you know i won't even go to white Hart lane <laughs> <laughs> fucking a man so uh he knew that i couldn't get the black hit and he was like oh we can get them in brazil and i'm like oh okay <laughs> so this is why i own two <laughs> like as i got uh the, the the legit one literally the day or two after uh, i got one from a little package from brazil and like do you know how i know the difference between which one's which hit me because i when i wear one of them i don't get a massive rash on my chest <laughs> interesting <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure the other one's legit, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fine. There you go. There's my not interesting story. Um, <laughs> On oh, the subject just... of merch, though, imagine if they get some good, decent, limited edition AEW merch for Wembley. I'll be all over be that, mate. Cool. Yeah, why not? Where does Puck fit into all this, by the way? He has to fit in somewhere, didn't he? Trio's tag match. It'll be a death triangle against House of Black again. Uh, consider me in. That sounds yeah. lovely. Happy days. All uh, right. Okay, um, yeah, the whole Flair uh, Ripley thing, uh, I guess because uh, it's heel versus heel, really? That's why I didn't main event? Yeah, probably. And, and again, you can't have it main event night two, because that's Cody Reigns, and you couldn't really have the Usos and like both Bloodline storylines not main event. But fair yeah. play to Kevin Owens, back-to-back main event to Mania. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, for, for someone like, you know, that isn't a uh, Randy Orton or Brock Lesnar or whatever. Like, that's... Huge achievement. Yeah, exactly. Uh, This whole, some NFL person getting involved with Ms. McAfee and it's all needless and blah, 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 blah. Penetrating the back, something, something. Bram Stadium, 49ers. Doesn't make any sense. There's only one one or two football players who I'll allow, and it will be Mongo and uh, Kevin Green. Yeah, but this whole thing of he, him being a 49ers player in the Ram Stadium trying to get cheap pops. Like, can you imagine Ramsdale popping up and being like, hello, White Hart Lane? <laughs> yeah, but then then another dickhead will run out and try and hit him and get banned yeah. for life. That's why I a, picked him. Because, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I expected you to take the Tottenham fan side just for the punts, but, you know. No, because That's you're an arsehole. Move. Go and watch the football. Be disappointed yeah. by how shit your football team is. You're a Tottenham fan. Expect mediocrity and anything else become concerned <laughs> slash suspicious. Yeah. I'd punch Larice. <laughs> I'd punch Larice. <laughs> Outstayed is welcome. 
Fucking A. Um, so the McAfee Miz thing felt so out of place. Like, you know, we're three hours in at this point. It's like, come on, boys, get to the main event, yeah? While LA Knight sat around having nice catering. Absolutely. Speaking of, a little Uzi Vert. Who the fuck is this and why is he lip syncing? I don't know who. Cool. I'm, I'm old. Uh, the Usos coming out in Lucha main event white gear. Popped hard. Well done, boys. Well yep, done. Delightful. Uh, this was hour six of this show by this point, by the way. Just to throw it out there. I wrote that down. Oh, we're including the pre-show. Yep. Yep. Hour Two six. hour pre-show. Hour six is three more hours than we ever need for WrestleMania to be. And this is day one. Like, it's, it's a bit much, you know? Oh, well, that's the reason why Bobby Lashley came out and stood next to a big piece of bronze. Yeah. What the, At fuck? Least, what the fuck happened to Bray Wyatt? Is he, do- is he done again? I, I don't know, man. Did you see the clip of him around that weekend? No. So there's a clip of him in his, his truck or whatever, and a fan has spotted him in their car, and they've got their phone out. And I don't think Bray realized he was being filmed. And the kid or the driver or whatever goes to Bray, oh, Bray, why aren't you at WrestleMania? And he's like, ah, oh, Raw is going to be my WrestleMania. So I think they had something planned for Raw for him to do, probably something very big by the sounds of it. And then uh, something happened, didn't it, Tex? Everything changes but you. No chance to do 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 No chance now. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Sami Zayn is the best baby face in the history of wrestling. He's up there. I wouldn't say he's the best, but for this current, how he's turned around from being trapped in a mouse trap to where he's in 12 months, that storyline arc has been incredible. The sympathy he can garner is yeah. incredible. But, face. Know, sorry. Is he. <laughs> Did you say butt face? Yep, I do. My doors now. It's, it's a fun joke where anyone says butt, we have to shout in face. And I'm butt facing myself. Delightful. But the. Um, Face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you think that Sami Zayn was more or less over than Daniel Bryan during the Mania 30 run? The run up to the actual match or the actual match? Because there's different things. Both. So I think Dragon is the absolute best in-ring storyteller ever like the best at knowing what a crowd wants getting that reaction from the crowd like involving them he he's the guy like he's there's a very very short list it's him brett and okada for me uh and i think he's number one if i had to pick one brett is dangerously close (laughs) but dragon is just the longevity the the disparity between a tiny crowd of 20 people where i've seen him have every single person on their feet between selling out, you know, SoFi Stadium, whatever it would be. Um, he is just the absolute best. Um, but in terms of weekly storytelling uh, and evoking sympathy, I think Sammy is the guy. I really do. Really? Best. Yeah. I oh, thought wow. that when he was on the indies, um, you know, under the hood, if, you know, I'm just going to skip over the names and stuff because, you know, kayfabe. Uh, I love that we still maintain this, by the way. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> As in a community, we all maintain it. It's fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, so let's say if there was a wrestler under a hood that looked a bit like Sammy, like that experience, not being able to use your face or your voice to tell a story, I think has got him to the point where he's just the absolute best. I, I love every single thing. I didn't 
give a shit about the tag match. I'm going to be totally honest because I wanted him to be in the one-on-one main event against Roman. I'm still hanging on to that because I'm a fucking Mark, you know? And by the end of this match, I was just like, it was just incredible. Absolute full of emotion. Uh, just just perfect. Like the, so- the shot of Sammy before he delivers that final Hulluva kick. It's like, that's good wrestling, man. Really, really good wrestling. And one of the first things that Triple H did that came under so much criticism in NXT when they signed him was like, why have you taken his hood off? And Triple H said, because he can tell stories with his face. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's the best. It took him a little bit to get kind of going, but you know... Yeah, the last, I think I think he's been the best for maybe five, six years now. And it's just taken them time to realise what they have. And I think that's a shame because I think he could have been doing something quite special over the last few years. But the conspiracy theory yeah. character is what turned it around for him. Yeah, in the eyes of I think, you know, Vince and the others. Yeah, you know? Because he was on Austin's um pod on the network. And one of the things that he called out was he went up to Vince and was like, these people who are my peers, like Kevin Owens, Dragon, Seth Rollins, they've all had the belt. Why haven't I? And Vince, pretty, he said, you know, regarding the story that Vince essentially said, you know, people need to care. You need to have a character. You can't just yeah. be great in the ring. I think the quote was, you've not been a heel. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is part of that, you know, you need to see what you can do on both ends of the spectrum and such, you know. Yeah, you need to and again, guy. he's a horrible, horrible motherfucker, but Vince McMahon saw that. Yeah, I don't know if I agree. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I think it's a shame that he had to go through being a heel because I think he's that much of a good babyface. I think he's the absolute But you best. can't be a top tier babyface without being that heel to have that top tier face oh, turn. Oh, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I think I could book it so he could be, but we'll see. Well, we'll at Travel Lodge Live, we'll see what the booking's like. <laughs> so night one, uh, I would say that is a perfect wrestling show. Apart from McAfee and Miz, I could have completely done without that. Um, the crowd took a little while to get into it, but California crowd and stuff. Uh, but by the end, just, yeah, I was literally coming out of there going, this is the greatest WrestleMania ever, like the greatest night of WrestleMania. I really hope the second night's as good. I am a... Again, I can't round it up. It's not a perfect five for me. I'd like to give it four and a bit cornflakes, but because we can't do it, it's a four cornflake night one mania for me. Cool. I think it's the best night of WrestleMania ever, so I'm going to have to give it the five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's bold. Yeah. I just think it's so much fun stuff. Everything's logical. So I look down the whole list, right? Austin Theory goes over Cena. A legit old guy putting over a young guy who they see a lot wow. of potential. Not for me. <laughs> Not for me, but like, you know, I yeah. see what they're doing, right? Uh, the triple, the, the tag stuff was just like hilariously fun. Like so much better than I thought it was going to be. Better than night twos. Yeah. Rollins and Logan Paul was hilarious. Like so entertaining. Uh, and I love some of the spots. And KSI fucking stealing the show by unveiling his face and pulling that little face he did. Yeah. But to the casual, to the casual to. person who looks at the internet, I had no idea who that is. Yeah. But. I okay, fair enough. You've I squished think- the mascot, basically, is what's <laughs> happened. It would be like Gunnosaurus getting battered, but less well-known, in my sure. view. But I assume uh, KSI is probably uh, billions of YouTube tick- tickety-tock Instagram yeah. fo- followers. This is the equivalent of Mr. T being at WrestleMania Night 1, in modern society, you know? Really? It, it's that, a really that's a fucking girl. bold statement of Mr. No, T. Seriously. And- like, you've got to think, like, this guy is, like... Um, 
He's like the biggest YouTuber in the world, practically. <laughs> he really is. Like he's right Ooh. up there. But th- this is this goes about like the the key demographic for wrestling. Yeah, I would speculate that the time Mr. T was at Mania, everyone knew who Mr. T was. I think anyone over the age of forty does not know who KSI is. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, but like you go through it and there's like there's just so many good stories and so much good wrestling that I just I absolutely fucking loved it. Night two, I had the flu. Oh no! Yeah, I got really sick. So I was getting sick at the end of night one, and obviously lack of sleep and everything else and exhaustion and you know uh, launching a new YouTube channel was kind of killing me. And so this all hell cunt scene. <laughs> <laughs> Brock Omos opening the show was the match I was most looking forward to across this whole two nights of WrestleMania. I was quite excited by the visual, genuinely. (laughs) And also, Omos is my new favorite wrestler. (laughs) I love that Brock always does this going, not in the main event, am I? I'll open and get home early, beat the traffic. Thanks, guys. Fucking A. I mean, big lads bumping me, awesome selling, no fucking about, five stars. I actually quite enjoyed it a lot. It was yeah. really nice. Genuinely, I could watch a few of these matches in a row. Like, I just think it's so funny. I had such a good time seeing Brock do that to that guy and like safely. It was just like, yeah, it's fun. Why not? I also like the fact that it was a case of not working with Bray Wyatt then. Okay, we'll punish you. You give you Omos. All right. What? Yeah, watch fine. this. <laughs> Although I would have quite enjoyed watching like Bray Wyatt try and do freaky shit and Brock let's just go what the fuck's this yeah fucking <laughs> where's Bo Hardellis I mean Uncle Howdy you've just ruined it Brock <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we had Shayna and Ronda with her broken arm uh, winning the no yes no yes yes no yes no match <laughs> that was the, the shittest attempt of got to get Ronda on the card she's got broken arm what are we going to do no wrestling <laughs> but yet she wins <laughs> Do you get what I was doing? Uh, let me, I, let me I, rephrase yeah, this. I, did, I, 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 I think I, you know, <laughs> people will complain. Uh, so no wood, no wood, wood. Yeah. <laughs> I take all of them. I'm very modern. Uh, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. It's not real. Don't worry. Uh, if you're offended by that, just fuck off. <laughs> all right Cornette (laughs) but no like Cornette says shit like he actually means it I don't mean that yeah you definitely fuck Raquel Gonzalez (laughs) see it's funny get a sense of humor people anyway um... she would ruin me (laughs) yeah fucking hell she'd be the shit I mean it'd be fucking terrible I'd love every minute of it (laughs) thank you ma'am may I have another (laughs) We've talked too much about my kinks recently. It's time to talk about yours. <laughs> Raquel Gonzalez, so I can like put butter over her back muscles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a bumpy pancake. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, uh, on, the, on the subject of that general kink, I would just quote Tommy Dreamer. I take mm. all of them. I'm hardcore. Yeah, fucking A. So... This is going to be a controversial statement here because I saw lots of positivity around this over the weekend. Uh, Titus on commentary. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. <laughs> Who let that gobshite on the telly? <laughs> I mean, he's a global ambassador. 
I don't get it. Everyone's like, oh, he's so funny. Look how great he is on no, commentary. It's just like, well, he's fucking awful. Like, I found it embarrassing, like, frustrating, annoying. Like, I was loving this show so much that you've just got tires screaming over this reasonably good commentary. All I can say is this was a setup because then people will go, well, you didn't want Kevin Patrick. <laughs> Here's Tyus O'Neill. Exactly. Him. It was punishment for slating the potentially Irish commentator. Mate, I was seeing everyone, like, fucking, I swear to God, like, you know, the worst, the most critical people of, like, things in wrestling. Just saying how much they enjoyed Tyus O'Neill on commentary and how much fun he was. And so I was like, bro, what the fuck are you watching? It wasn't for me. It wasn't <sighs> for me at all. So, the triple threat. Let's talk about it. Go for it. Start to finish. This is how a triple threat would be. I know, I know we said we've seen matches like this before. The standard triple threat is a little bit of a bundle at the beginning and then someone's on the outside and we have essentially a one-on-one. Someone interjects, you have another one-on-one. The constant flow circular between all three of these where everyone felt involved at all time unless there was a del- you know a definitive point it's like right we must have our Seamus Drew part the following like Drew costing Seamus the belt yeah but that's, but that's fine. it it's not just about who's involved in the wrestling it's who involved in the story yeah the and- whole way through this match it was all about the story and the brutality of the match it's why it was so perfect and on the subject of AEW production, I know obviously the live crowd would have been able to see it, but when Gunther goes off the top rope with a splash to break up the pin because the camera's like, don't show him, don't show him, just yeah. have him come out of the sky and get him. I love stuff like that. I know, again, it's purely for the uh, the, the live, the TV audience and everything, and the, 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 uh, the PLE audience. Mm-hmm. But it's stuff like that as a fan. I'm like, oh, well done. Good job. Yeah, like uh, Drew doing Topecon helos and stuff and the way they capture it. And so you see this like nine foot tall, giant 500 pound human being flying like he's fucking like Rey Mysterio in the 90s. It's it's so good, man. Drew Galloway's all elite. He'll be at Wembley, yeah? Because he's blacked (laughs) out his Twitter, yeah? Yeah, he's going to be there. I've seen lots of wrestling inverted commas journalists give their two cents, including one who once played FIFA with him. Yeah, he's not happy. He's not happy. Of course he's not happy. Vince is back. Yeah, exactly. The stories in this match, though, man. Fucking hell. Glorious. Like, I love that they told the story between Seamus and Drew with um, Gunther, Walter, (laughs) as this, like phenomenon that they know they have to somehow gang up to beat but they can't gang up and win together and the backstory and the fact that they told that story of them interrupting each other's chances to win specifically drew interrupting seamus but then had them embrace at the end like their brothers you know who've just been through this fucking war like oh what a brilliant decision to not have one turn on the other like we didn't need that it was so perfect it was glorious dude and then they could go and have a nice can of Mike's Hard Lemonade. Fucking A. Easy five stars this match. Yep, definitely. Best match for me of the entire Mania weekend. Do you, do you know um, Meltzer gave this five stars, didn't he? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Banger uh, after banger. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, that uh, was a previous so- tag match. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. So obviously we had, uh, you know, Bianca Belair and Asuka here. Uh, Asuka taking a Liger bomb on the floor. 
I'm just not like, happy about their booking of Asuka at Mania's. What's she, 0-4 yeah. or 0-5 now? Uh-huh. She never should have put over Flair. She should have beaten Flair. She was on such a good run coming out of NXT, but we, we know who to blame for that. Uncle Vince. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so are we going to talk about the stadium screens breaking? Do we need to? Because they kept ruining bits of matches and such. No, I don't. It is what it is. It's stadium show things go wrong. Yeah. So Belair was having a few wardrobe malfunctions as well during this. I don't know if you caught it. It's just constantly I, adjusting her jock and that. I did catch a few bits. And I did suddenly think Twitter's going to be having an absolute field day with this. Yeah, I don't think anything got exposed, but it did kind of distract from the match a little bit when she was constantly just aware something was wrong. It's like, it's, it's a bit of a shame. Maybe stop making your own gear, you know, have someone else do it. I think her and Montez are going to be a fantastic heel couple by the time we get to Mania next year. Heel? I can imagine Bianca Belair as a whiny, entitled, like, princess, not like um like a, a Tiffany Statton character in NXT, just an absolute... Yeah, those two as heels, like a very like A-list couple, not Miz and Maurice side of things. I'm, I'm really struggling to articulate, you know, cooler. I can see where you're going. Yeah, sure. And and that's what will lead to Dawkins and Tez splitting up from the Street Profits. I think is it'll that, be... That, go on, sorry. I was going to say, I think it'll be that that change of attitudes for Montez Ford, which will lead to the uh, Dawkins being like, what are you doing, man? Hmm. It's, it's the less obvious route to go down because I think it's so difficult to get someone over as a face and they're both incredibly over as faces. I think Belair has been to, what, how many WrestleManias now? Three or four? Three now, yeah. And retained or won the belt, all of them, and is still really fucking over as a face. Her entrance was adorable, by the way. I, the story that Triple H said at the news conference afterwards, that yeah, little girl yeah, who yeah. danced with her and her mum had passed away that morning and she oh, still went incredible. to Mania. Yeah, absolutely incredible. I mean, um, I hate my mum too. <laughs> obviously i don't i love my mom's pieces hello mum, if you're listening it's just a joke it's fine uh yeah mine's awful <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah uh what's her name bianca Bella. also uh best music in wrestling maybe yeah I think it's hard to say that she doesn't. Yeah, it's really good. Anyways, but I, I, I don't know what's going to happen there. But anyway, uh, the whole Shane McMahon thing, we've already talked about it. Snoop yeah. is just the absolute best. Uh, Edge became my new favorite wrestler after like 30 years of me kind of hating him because he used South of Heaven by Slayer in his entrance, which was fucking sick. It was a shame, though, that he was referred to as Brood Edge. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? So, like uh, Brood Dog. Brood so, Edge. You know my job, right? Yeah. Uh, so we do live reactions to wrestling and we have quite a lot of people that tune into it and it's a good good money maker for us and it's one of those things I really love because I was massively involved in kind of making that happen and popularizing it and stuff uh, is that fair I was a part of it there we go anyway um, the linchpin that's what I heard you call yourself you said you were the linchpin of these live watch-alongs and so without gimmick, you yeah. uh, WrestleTalk would be dead in the water that's pretty sure that what you said that's the words I heard that's how I pitched it to Ollie in my meeting about my ways. Fucking, I can't remember what I was saying. Let's move on. Uh, Bala, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, what from- what I was hoping is he would come out painted in blue so I can make a blue demon junior joke. <laughs> Dude, he's gone from the most intriguing wrestler in the world to a. Uh, like middle class theater student going to Burning Man for the first time. It's, it's <laughs> so embarrassing, man. It's not fun to watch anymore. Oh, that's the best description ever. 
I mean, I think having um, Bala, the rope suddenly crack under Bala and him fall off against Roman killed yeah. that demon character off. No, 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 no. What killed that character off was constantly doing it and then painting him like a fucking pumpkin. That's what killed it. <laughs> like, dude, do you remember how cool it was when he was doing different weird kind of demon gimmicks and such? And, you know, he'd only bring it out on occasion when it really mattered in Japan and things like that. And then Vince was just like, oh, you know what we should do this week on SmackDown? <laughs> oh, no, he never, he never used it. He never used it. He- wore it once on SmackDown before he, he came back for Roman. They've never done it non-pay-per-view. He's always yeah, done but it, it was ev- and For like a year, it was when he first came in, it was just like every pay-per-view after the injury and stuff were all kind of wrong. But it's like, he, he was legitimately maybe one of the best wrestlers in the world for like two, three years. And it's just like, what the fuck have they done with him? He got married. Marriage ruins everything. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Too much pussy. <laughs> Not a motivation. Well, anyway, back to the eight women tag match. <laughs> no more red cell hooray <laughs> I thought we were talking about the women's protect. no I just skipped I skipped over what you said sorry yeah no more red cell I liked the uh, trapping him with the kendo sticks in the corner of the cell <laughs> that was a really nice spot so I'm gonna be honest here I was just watching Slayer videos the whole time <laughs> I didn't I like Finn because obviously mm. original Bullet Club I've got a lovely Prince Devitt, I liked, loved his work. I think that's what sort of switched me and drew my attention to New Japan originally. Yeah, absolutely. He was very vital. I am very much over Edge now. He did not need to win this match. Were you ever a big Edge fan? Uh, I always thought in my younger years, like in Brood days, I always picked him and Tess to be future world champions. Um, I was hmm. 50%, right? Sure. But yeah, I've, I've never, I mean, I love the entrance. I love the presentation, the, the ultimate opportunist character. I really got on board of that. Like the cash in at um, New Year's Re- Re- Revolution, I, that was probably the last time I did a massive genuine pop of like, fucking hell, he's doing it after mm. Elimination Chamber in Puerto Rico, no less. Mm. I don't think, uh, apart from... Hmm. I would say apart from the tags with the Hardys, where I enjoyed it because of the Hardys more than Edge and Christian, I don't think I've ever really enjoyed an Edge match. How dare you? The the Japanese hair shampoo commercial feud of him and Booker T was a diamond. <laughs> sure. I, I just don't get it. Like, there's people in the office at WrestleTalk that, like, will say that Edge is, like, the best wrestler of all time. No. Nope. And, like, like, not just Tempest, but people I respect as well. <laughs> 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 it's a joke because he's Canadian. Not that he's ever going to listen to this, but fuck that guy. <laughs> the, problem, the problem with Edge is that... Who's mean about my football team. I'm a hockey team. I'm a basketball team. So you can suck a big one right now, but carry on, please. Such a bully with his mask. Yes, it would be if his team didn't absolutely fucking suck. So there we go. Lovely white suit jacket, though. Excellent work. No, it's not. It's awful. Piece of shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. Never. I've never been an Edge fan. I was more of a Gangrel fan than anything. I thought Gangrel was incredible. Yeah, sure. I'll he say just that I, me of, I, I, thought, I think I think Gangrel was ten times the rest that Edge ever was, just to annoy those people that like Edge. There you go. <laughs> On this day, I mean, Alter Bridge. What a band? Yeah, sure. Uh, so one thing about this match, apparently after the Sabu throwing the ladder spot, they stitched up Balor at ringside and he just carried on. And I'm like, a true Sabu tribute. He did. Like th- th- That was 
that killed the momentum of the match though because they had to tape him up because yeah. the gash in his head was enormous there's a joke here i'm just gonna move on and no one demons. wants to move on from an enormous gash <laughs> and the demon is finally beaten it was the slayer that won the day tax of course it was and again um, anything with slayer deserves the win so yeah, fantastic to have slayer at mania I think this might be one of the best video packages that there has ever been at WrestleMania for this main event. Told beautifully, didn't it? I thought it was much better than My Way. I, I genuinely think the My Way video is special and of the time period, but like you, it's incomparable to the standard. Like it was so fucking incredible, man. And like the crowd, like that i was made for this as the theme like it's just everything about it with the history of cody and dusty and everything else and then the crowd singing along with cody's entrance theme and the synced pyro like what fucking hell what a fucking entrance dude i have a wwe ability to do good long-term booking question for you for this go on had cody not got injured he never would have been in the main event of Mania. I think they wouldn't have been able to have his momentum. I don't know. I think I think they brought him back under the pretense of, look, we'll pay you, yeah, and we'll put you over at the rest of the main event. Main event. And I think Vince stepped in and went, mm, no. I just think that even then, I don't think they would have been able to keep him hot for 12 months. Because if you think about it, he came back at Mania, mm. he was hot for two months and he's injured. Great. He comes back at Rumble. He's hot for three months because everyone expected the story, the nostalgia pop for Dusty. And again, I think he should have won. I really do. Because like we've said on many times before, especially with Sami Zayn in Montreal, you only get one crack at that pop, that moment, that moment for history. Yeah, 100%. And I just think with Cody, they've missed it because now he goes against Roman at SummerSlam maybe. And... How do you keep Cody at that level of hotness that the crowd are into him? I know like the merch sales over Mania Weekend are really good, but a feud with Brock Lesnar is good if you go, hey, I'd like to work with Brock Lesnar for my own career to see if I can hang with Brock Lesnar and you know suffer the beatdown that I get from him. But what's it going to do for the feud? Right. Beating this is- Brock, on, unless sorry. it turns yeah. out to be like Heyman has... <clears throat> reunited with Brock and now this is going to be the new version of a two-man power trip which I'd be interested in Roman and Brock just beating the shit out of everyone yeah but it's just I think they've missed an opportunity and I don't think they're going to get it again but had he not been injured I think they would have burnt him out by SummerSlam yeah maybe um, the and then Sammy that- would have got the main event at Mania they would have delayed it they would have yeah. had something happen in Montreal and they would have had Sammy go over at Mania. Yeah, maybe so, man. Like these hypotheticals are tricky because like I think you're probably right. Like, I think if they'd brought Cody in and tried to keep him hot for that long time leading up to WrestleMania, it might not have worked. And the injury kind of worked out and then bringing him back in time and everything else. I think I think I think a genuinely it was a think- work. It was a work injury. how can you imagine i think everything's a work so whatever but like uh i think 
with this finish, particularly at WrestleMania, it's simpler than a lot of people are debating. Because this kind of conversation is something I've heard a lot of. It's people saying, you know, oh, they absolutely should have put my over, they missed the moment, or the opposite of like, oh, there's a longer story here. They must have something in the bank that they're going to do with Cody for the future, like Dusty, where Dusty could just never beat Flair, you know? Like, I understand that story. But I think it, it comes down to something incredibly simple. We've talked about it many, many times. The business is in a place where young people have got so many other distractions, so many other things they can watch. They're not watching wrestling, um, at least to the extent that which they might have been previous generations. Um, I think when you have WrestleMania and you have so much heat around it and so many people are enjoying it and all this sort of crap, you have this like generation of fans that are watching for the first time maybe like with friends with like you know just because the social media coverage they're just paying attention to it even you know i think you have this moment to give kids this moment i'm sorry that i said the moment twice there so you have a time where you have like a potential to create an entire generation of fans and by not putting your baby face over in the main event of wrestlemania i think you lose that and I yeah. think that's detrimental to the company. I think that is the the very basic principle of WWE should be the babyface wins the main event at WrestleMania. Like, and that's how it was for a long time of great success and failure as well. It's not completely 100% hit and miss. But like, again, with Sammy, you had a chance to do it. And I understand why they didn't. Because on the horizon, a couple of months time, you've got Cody and Roman. You, you know what you're going to do. And I think it really boils down to they've missed this opportunity and they're never going to get those fans back. And maybe they will get those fans back. But I think the the company and wrestling in general would have benefited from having Cody go over, even if it's for one night. Like you can have Roman smash him on Monday night, cheat to win, get the belt back, and you can still do the same story with Cody. And I still think it would work. But I don't know, man. It just it completely took the wind out of my sails. And... I watched Monday Night Raw. It was fucking dreadful. And I'm not going to watch Raw or SmackDown for the rest of the year until it gets to like, you know, next year's WrestleMania where I will give the Raw after WrestleMania a try. And this is the reality of the situation is that every year I give them a fucking chance. I watch WrestleMania. I have a great fucking time usually. I watch the Raw after WrestleMania and it's fucking dreadful. And I stop watching. Like, that's, that's not good. <laughs> shouldn't be how it is you should want to follow it up and want to care and want to watch it and the way you do that traditionally is you put your fucking baby face over i just don't understand it i think the problem is and 100 agree with everything you've said the issue being that tv that that sale and yeah. what they need God, for that that, what that a time complicated period. mess you know had vince not come back or had Endeavor not completed at Mania Weekend, of course they're going to complete at Mania Weekend because they've got the thing there. I think going into your new shareholder, your new company, having someone who is related to The Rock, so you've still got that lure of having The Rock come back, because no disrespect to Cody, Rock's not going to come back and go, oh, main event with Cody Rhodes. He, they should do, because WWE, if they booked babyfaces properly, could have megastars to work with someone like The Rock and get a rating. But are you ready for my other horrific viewpoint of this? And you could tell that Vince was knocking around. I bet you a million pounds is the exact same thing I've been thinking since the very first, well, since I saw it happen. Go on. They were touting before this show two billion social media impressions. Uh-huh. Like they always say, if you do good service, people might go, oh, I had a nice burger. If you have shitty service, people will leave like 700,000 bad bits of feedback. Yeah. 
for social media for having the outrage <laughs> of WrestleMania trending. Just go, oh, they fucked Cody, hashtag WrestleMania. That's increased the social media impressions. Therefore, it's increased, increased the click rate. It's increased, increased the, the value per click. And that's mm. why they've done it. It was purely a commercial reason to keep the belt off Cody because they wouldn't have made as much money through social media had he won. I think I've got a slightly different take on this as well. I agree Ooh. with what you're saying. I think that is a legitimate thing. I uh, occasionally, as an experiment, used to put spelling mistakes in like list videos, for example, deliberately, just to see how many comments it would generate because <laughs> it's good for the <laughs> algorithm. So yeah, like, you know, I never told anyone I was doing that, but I used to experiment and do little things like that and just see Did what Did it work? Happen. Yeah, absolutely. It would generate like 20 different comments that you wouldn't get out of people usually. <laughs> amazing it does work it legitimately works especially now that th- thumbs down on youtube doesn't mean shit uh, yeah it's, it's legit like, that's does it not anymore no no the thumbs down doesn't mean anything you can't even see how many numbers there are it doesn't work on the algorithm as far as i'm concerned you know I've, i'm sure there's been videos of ours that people have disliked or whatever and it's, it's done fuck all with the numbers numbers just consistent no matter what at this point really to be honest uh, i mean it's more it's more about your titling and your uh, thumbnail if i'm totally honest and this is where I think this end, the end of this mania and this sort of confabulation episode goes in the fact that it did leave me deflated. So I watched this the Monday afterwards because I thought I've been playing Blood Bowl all weekend. I haven't slept much for the whole weekend because I've been watching wrestling and playing Blood Bowl. I've just driven back from York. It's 11 p.m. I started watching the pre-show and I was like, because obviously the clock's changed, like mania starts at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. I've got to be up at seven at the latest because i had a meeting at half eight despite being on leave i couldn't cancel this meeting because it was my head shrinker to keep my brain working um and i was like oh man do i want to do it and then tell you what watching mania the next day without struggling to stay awake i had some snacks i sat down in (laughs) sat down in the playroom so i didn't upset my daughter on the first day of a holiday so she could sit there and <laughs> you know i'm a grown-ass man i'm not allowed to sit in my own front room Fucking <laughs> hell, six year olds. Um, and i watched it and i was like like the, the the triple threat for the ic belt was amazing all mm. the way up to the main event and i was like this has been probably with saturday as well this is the best rest what the fuck have they done why solo done the spike he's lost yeah fuck like the match isn't great it's a it's a wrestlemania main event on night two it, it's an emotion well, it's a roman reigns main event it's an emotionally charged three-star match which yeah. was delightful nothing wrong with that whatsoever as long as you've got the emotionally charged bit i'm fine with a wrestlemania main event like this like really really cool it, it's not brilliantly told stories it's it's got way too much interference it's got way too much bullshit the finish is a disaster but we're ignoring that it, it's it's um god i hate to say this because i thought cody's gone a long way beyond this but it, it's a classic cody rose three-star match it really is uh and it's a very much a roman reigns three-star match with lots of emotion thrown in you know like emotion can add stars obviously all that sort of shit cornflakes whatever um but like it, it, it's, it's not great it's just false full, well i can almost say that false finish city you know, which I don't like about wrestling. Like, it's, it's Johnny Gargano wrestling, you know? If you had this match on a B-level pay-per-view, you'd be like, yeah, that was decent. Yeah, you'd exactly. come away, you'd be happy with it. You might have popped a couple of the false finishes because I know, again, I'm like you. I think 
a finisher should be protected to the point where if someone kicks out, it's not expected. The fact yeah. when you've got DraftKings going, how many spears will Roman Reigns? He should hit, he should hit <laughs> sure. one. Yeah. That's what it should be. He should hit one and that should be it. He hits the crossroads and is asked to kick and you're like, there's no way in hell he's getting the three. And you're like, what the fuck? That's, that's not how it should be. Like this should make me want to be convinced. But yeah, so it doesn't have to be this way. Like wrestling, we've talked about a million times, can be variations. It can be interesting. It can be different. But like, if you're going to tell this type of story and this type of match, don't just then have a million false finishes because I lose interest quickly. Like I don't care anymore after a while. And this is the the classic. No, again, there was nothing wrong with this match. It was a passable match. It certainly wasn't the worst match of the whole weekend. Yeah, sure. Certainly wasn't the, anywhere near the best. But this is the classic term where people go, and then the bell rang. Mm. The story, as you said, like the, the hype package leading up to this, this had everything. If you had non-wrestling fans watch that video package, they'd go, oh, I want the blonde lad to win. And you go, it's yeah. fake blonde, mate. That's platinum blonde. <laughs> but you have the opportunity to make a legitimate star. You had his wife and daughter and Brody Lee's kid at yeah. ringside. You showed them on camera. You I, set everything up for the win. I legitimately shed a tear for the entrance. Like, I was really fucking invested. <laughs> As you said, uh, everyone's singing along to his, his theme song. Yeah. It was, again... If I, if I show that to my five-year-old nephews, like six-year-old nephews, sorry, whatever, like he's going to be like, okay, what's this? He's going to be interested. And then, you know, Spider-Man gets squashed by the Green Lantern at the end of the movie because he cheats and Green Lantern wins. He's never going to watch a Spider-Man movie again in his fucking life. <laughs> you know? I am. Um, and again, just to highlight the importance of a wrestling theme song. And this is where Jim Johnston was so good in the attitude era of WWE to give people those iconic themes. Mm. Cody Rhodes bringing this downstate number to um, to WWE is a stroke of genius because obviously he owns the song. I'm, but even my six-year-old daughter will sing along to this, although yeah. she can't sing the one that I started singing at home because it's got, I go, adrenaline in my soul, everyone says fuck Cody Rhodes. <laughs> we all sing it, don't worry. <laughs> but it should be fuck Brandy Rhodes because you would. Um, um, yeah, okay, moving on. <laughs> but it's, it yeah, even slamming, looks like the, yeah, the still, WrestleMania t-shirt of Cody, the American flag and his dog. It's like yep. everything. You've everything done literally everything to make people go. And also, had he won, even though it was so logical to do it, no one would have cared because it's logical storytelling. And if it's predictable, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I don't think going, huh, everyone thinks Cody's winning at Mania. Let's put the belt on Roman. Let's swerve those fuckers. Right. This brings me to my opinion. Uh, my, my, my thesis my <laughs> confabulation point whatever i think if you watch the end of this show there's two people that make this decision okay it's either triple h or it's vincent man no matter who's saying what at the end of the day it's either one of those that makes that decision right and we definitively now know that vince was involved so Vince is the boss, Vince employs Triple H, Vince decides everything. It was, it has to have been Vince's decision, right? That is a definitive, yeah? Yep, 100%. It has to be. So if you look at the history of Vince McMahon, he holds a grudge. Like no motherfucker can ever hold a grudge, right? And who's he fucking over by having Cody lose? 
He's giving a big final fuck you to his big competitor in the NWA, WCW booker, Dusty Rhodes. I think this is Vince McMahon being the biggest cunt in the entirety of pro wrestling. A selfish, horrific human being, which we know he is. And this was a big final fuck you to Dusty. When you said, you know, it's a real one to get over the Booker of NWA, I was like, why, are you, why is he casting shade on Billy Pumpkin? <laughs> nah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. This is this, the guy. This is the main competition. This is his son. This is the guy that your son-in-law, you've given, had to have given over the reins to, which you desperately didn't want to, because we all know Vince's mentality. Is sitting there and you're going like, you're going to do What? with Dusty's son, that guy that tried to fuck me in my company. You know, fuck that. I'm not having that. My guy, Roman Reigns, the guy that I chose, the guy that I think is going to be the champion. When everyone was booing him, I put him over. You know, it's it's Vince, man. He's a cunt. <laughs> I, I 100% agree with you, but I really want to have the other side of it. And I look back to Triple H and Cody walks back through the curtain and Triple H just leans into his ear and whispers, that's what you get for fucking my throne. Yeah. And See, this, is, this is away. the other thing. It could have been. It very much could have been. That was my first thought. But it was the raw afterwards and all the news you start seeing coming in about Vince sitting in uh, Gorilla and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. I thought it was Triple H at the last second going, actually fuck you buddy <laughs> you know <laughs> but but from a marketing standpoint right and again yeah. i know we're talking about mania but there is no off season even though it's, this is technically the season finale wrestlemania that's how it should be and we reset the stories and raw the next night which why raw after mania used to be so good then the pandemic yeah. hit, and then raw after mania's become the shits mm-hmm. i think someone basically went hey um hunter you know the king and queen of the ring show yeah 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 we're going to do king queen of the ring yeah do you know if roman doesn't drop the belt that's going to be day 1000 of his title reign Mm -hmm. and that story writes itself and triple h probably went ah fuck it is quite a good story having a thousand day reign let's get sammy's oh fuck no he can't come to saudi shit i know i know ray will do it (laughs) We'll get this kid from Japan, Jay. He's he's got like such a future. <laughs> oh no, I'll get Nick Aldis. Oh no, he's gone to Impact. <laughs> yeah, fucking a. Who knows the reality of the situation, man? But this is just my theory that I don't think people are talking about enough. So I saved it for the podcast. There you go. I will now go for this as we close out, and I think we did this last year. Predictions: Who will main event? next year's mania roman reigns <laughs> yeah. do you think they'll finally get roman versus the rock at next uh, year's Ro- mania uh yeah maybe because they had rocky come out i think honestly it'll be roman and jay as in the main event for mania yeah i think uh jay uso will finally be the guy that puts him over and i think i uh, guess put over sorry and i think it will be roman's choice and what would that mean for jay do you think would that be for the belt yeah, yeah. I think Jey, Jey Uso will win the World Heavyweight Championship. Which fits my, my theory of every 10 years, you have this story. 20, yeah. you had the man who can't be mentioned anymore. 30, you had Dragon. 40, Jey Uso. Yep. I think I think Triple H will be in control by that point. Uh, I think Triple H will be gone. Say, oh, Triple H will God. be gone by Mania next year. Can you imagine? 
and Dana White will be booking it. <laughs> if Dana White's <laughs> booking it, it'll be Brock and Roman, I guarantee it. But uh, in a slaps only match, like on Goldeneye. <laughs> slaps only? <yes>. Yep. <laughs> Just slappers and proximity minds. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but, and also from a mania standpoint, I think we would have um, heel Bianca Belair. Oh, I, against, don't, I don't agree with that. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't. I think she's eternal face in my opinion. I know, but I'm going to go heel wrong. Bianca Belair versus face Ronda Rousey because she'll get her oh, hooks in something. Awful. This I know. Guy, I hate this the idea is endeavor. of that. <laughs> it's Endeavor. It's not, it's not Triple H's party anymore. And I sure. think genuinely, and I will say this because I think I said it in the prequel podcast and I, you know, we... we I'd like to still be doing the podcast in 10 years' time, but we'll be superseded by AI doing it for us. Yeah, sure. I think we have now pressed the detonation button for WWE. I think we have five to 10 years left, and then this is gone. Yeah. God, if we can give it 10 years just so I can retire, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> this is why I keep thinking about AI and compliance. I'm like, If I can get 10 years and close to being mortgage-free, which I won't now, my wife has uh, kindly <laughs> taken the hit of being the full-time parent so I can focus on my job, which is really, sure. again, genuinely a gallant thing to do. Yeah. I used to love having money, yeah, but sure. now I have time, which is worth a lot more than money. Um, but I just, yeah, I just can't see... Going forward, if Triple H goes, Vince will die and that business will be nothing. Because as we've said many times before, as it much it hurts us, WWE is a content company of social media for clicks. Mm-hmm. They do not care about professional wrestling. Triple H does, which is why the last few months have been absolutely delightful in WWE. Yeah, I just think that the deal is fantastic for shareholders. In fairness, if you are a WWE shareholder and you're getting the money they're paying per share, well done you. Solid investment to get you bought out. Don't buy shares in the new company. And yeah, I think Mania 40 will have an underdog story. And I I think Jay versus Roman's good. I think it means that Roman will hold the belt until Mania next year if he doesn't drop it on the thousand days. Definitely. I 100% agree with that. He's definitely going another year without dropping that belt. But he will only keep one. There'll be a new world title so they can appease TV audiences because Roman's not going to work full time. Get rid of the universal word entirely. Like, just yeah. have a world heavyweight championship for fuck's sake. Like, every time and that Cody's would legitimize like, it. More. The universal world heavyweight championship. Like, ah, oh, cringe. That would legitimize it more in this modern real fight slash sports entertainment hybrid we've got in Endeavor. <laughs> God, I hope they don't. Really, please don't. Oh, no, no. As in, as in they, they would dress Universal to try yeah, and legitimize yeah, sure, sure, sure. The, the championship just, belt. Sorry, just the idea of like mixing UFC and WWE. I'm just like, no, please don't do that. Hey, it works so well in AEW. Sport and, ed- sport and entertainment should be separate entirely. Like that aspects of it, at least. You know what I mean? But yeah, so Mania was really, like genuinely one of the best Manias we've had in recent years. It was just ruined yeah. by the logical finish. But, you know, wrestling is run by people who are very spiteful. Yeah. As any workers will find when we steal the money at Travel Lodge Live. <laughs> I think he's got legs. I genuinely call- do. Are we calling the company Grindhouse? Because we use that term, through that term around. We can't really use that term. It's kind of like copyrighted and shit. No, we'll call it um, House oh. Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a, a home for like, you know, uh, what's, what's that thing? Uh, 
gay people used to use and they would just drive around looking grinder what's it called it was um, grinder no 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 that's the app there's oh. a, it's like it's like surfing or cruising that's the term i'm looking for oh I don't know where I'm going with this. This is a bad end to the podcast. I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than like your your historic knowledge of how to use uh, dating apps, uh, where can people find some of your other work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you know, uh, Wrestle Talk and Parts of Unknown, uh, Nora's Bard and Cunt Scene. <laughs> and- <laughs> cutscene which i'm very proud of actually uh, episode two was basically just my edit which uh yeah so if you watch the episode about street fighter you can see a lot of my work in there that took me a week to edit that did so yeah enjoy it uh awesome. this this week we've got a uh, metroid episode coming out which is good suggesting the other episodes are not good <laughs> no i like the street fighter one the, fir- the first one was so intense in terms of getting out on time and editing and pleasing everyone that was involved because there was a lot more people involved than what we're used to producing you know so it was like a lot of like tyrants to please if you will <laughs> not that i'm calling my colleagues tyrants because they're lovely but you know what i mean I'm just joking. lovely tyrants uh but yeah but street fire was just like i was just left and i knew what i wanted to do and then i was just like you know a few edits here and there that people wanted but yeah it's basically my edit so i was really really happy about that and i think that episode's fucking banging and i like street fire so that really really helped um um, yeah, at Fanboy Rich on Twitter and stuff like that. Come tweet me and uh, I won't uh, forward your CVs to Ollie. <laughs> 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 it's a joke. Oh. Only, only a couple of people have ever asked me about working for us to talk. And usually I just go, just, just message Andy. <laughs> How about you? You can find me um, at Bearded Lucha on Twitter and Instagram. Um, in my real shoot job, I've been nominated for the most prestigious tax awards in this company in this country. Hey. So um, it's a public vote, so I'm not going to win. Um, I'm not sure how I've been. I obviously, obviously I know you, I've been nominated. You do realize that I have connections to giant social media followings, right? <laughs> we yes. can rig this. <laughs> I mean, I think the fact that someone said to me, because you can only vote once, but then my friend who works in software development went, but if you turn on private browsing, yeah, and you, you just VPN. reset your IP. Yeah, yeah sure. you could just vote all day long. It's like, well, that's a horrible way to, that's a way to cheat to win. But yeah, that's the Eddie Guerrero way. Lie, cheat, and steal. I can but probably like, write a bot to do it for us. <laughs> I think it would be a bit weird for like Tolly Taxation Awards. So it's a case of, and the winner was 73,000 votes <laughs> with a readership of like 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be like Tax Williams 1. Tax Williams 2. Tax Williams 3. <laughs> but it's it's one of those one of those things where i'm like genuinely like for 20 years of my career working in the tax industry to actually receive a professional nomination i look along these other people and they're probably looking at my like cv and they're like who the fuck let the homeless tax guy (laughs) (laughs) which is why i should win so i'll share the link and uh, if you're clever enough to know what my shoot name is um you can vote for me fucking beautiful man No, no i'm chuffed for you dude that's awesome do you want to know how much the table costs at the awards dinner? Go on. Four grand. Oh. So I'm not going. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, that's to say. I like an award dinner. I like a black tie. But I'd rather save my money and look forward to buying a domain name for our soon-to-be fantastically shitty wrestling promotion live from hotel rooms. I'm so tempted now. You, Vikings you know, versus like... clowns, mate. Fuck me. What a, what a gimmick. Right, the thing is, right, the hardest thing with running a wrestling promotion is selling the tickets, right? Yep. 
all I've got to do is get a couple of my colleagues to retweet it and we're sold out. What, what are you talking about tickets? The only way I'm going to win a fucking oh. title is in the fucking <laughs> Travel Lodge Live. Oh, I quite like this. I genuinely, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck for hobbies outside of Blood Bowl. So I'm pretty sure we've got some. And then the WrestleMania could be like at a Hilton. <laughs> oh God, dude, there's so much stuff we can do with this. People that own venues and all sorts. It's going to be so much fun. Genuinely. I think this is the next iteration of the World of Wrestling podcast. We oh. need to, I know we've joked about it and we've joked about it before. We know enough shit wrestlers and good wrestlers to be able to make this work. And my favorite one would be this. Oh, hey, um, Joe Hendry. How much would it cost to come and wrestle at Travel Lodge Live? <laughs> fuck, fuck Joe Hendry. I, the first, first fucking match is going to include Murder Cloud if we do it. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not joking. He's going to be the fucking star. By the way, uh, Wicked never loses, by the way. Oh, no. He's, he's like the Mishinoka <laughs> driver, which is always three. If you yeah, kick course. out the Mishinoka driver, you are eliminated from the promotion forever. He's our Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wrestling him. <laughs> we're gonna constantly keep him heel and he's never gonna lose <laughs> i'm 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 involved we'll have to be in two different divisions so i can get my belt imagine this like we're gonna do this really shitty wrestling promotion where we're gonna have the prettiest most expensive belts the best production value of any india yeah, we're we gonna bring do in it like hotel you know, room <laughs> we bring in one giant star every time like we'll bring in will osprey and have him job to wicked in two minutes <laughs> you know <laughs> rvd comes in with his wife in Fucking a. all right so what we're gonna do right is you're gonna take a clothesline and then you're gonna lie the fuck down <laughs> yeah. okay one two three I can't wait for the bathroom escape match. Or, or do it reverse. You've got <laughs> to get in the shower and turn it on. <laughs> and then you win the match. <laughs> oh, this is great. Oh, fuck it out. All right, let's leave it there, man. This was lovely. This is a very silly episode. I love doing this every year. It's good fun. Uh, happy days. Thank you very much, everyone. Again, uh, like us, follow us, like, subscribe, um, all that other good shit. Thanks for listening. It's always a pleasure. WrestleMania yeah. confabulation. We will be back next week with more Brett and Sean. I can't remember which episode it is. Brett! Have you got it to hand? Brett! Brett! Anyway, let's leave it there. I love you all. Bye-bye. the wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You got to penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking. Wait just a minute. Oh! And I don't pose too well for uh, girly books. This is bullshit! My name is Piss.